right, let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is I and I am him, and you're tuned in, locked into the most outlandish morning show that has ever crossed your screen, your eardrums, on your Saturday morning living split screen, also known as LSS. Look, man, I am one of your hosts of the living split screen. And I'm here with one of the most uncanny gentlemen, if you can't tell by the shirt, maybe you can't see. The the knowledgeable one, the great one, the outstanding, the guy who puts the soul in Pong. Pong Soul, what's going on, man? Brother, you know how good it is to hear this bombastic uh, intro come back (laughs) again after not being around last week. Man, is it good to be back Saturday freaking morning with living split screen. It's good, brother. It's good. I woke up in a good mood. I was like, damn, we're back. So I, I could not back believe, in town, baby. Oh, I cannot, I cannot believe how much I missed the show last week. Uh, it was unbelievable, man. Uh, but again, real life comes first. Uh, glad no, you got stuff taken care of. Uh, just so happy to have you back. We got Appreciate warmed it, up and prepped on Xbox Ultimate last yes, night. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Yeah, We're going on a bit of a run, man. Like I, I had some tour. look just to kind of give you guys a, a background. The reason why we missed the week, I had to take care of some things. Me and the wife uh, spent some time and also had to take care of some things just personally health wise. Um, but I also was introduced to an opportunity uh, work wise, job wise. Uh, so I got some things in the background going and I actually have this upcoming week off. So me and pong are probably going to go i'm not even gonna say probably i'm not gonna lie to y'all we're going on a bit of a podcast run um so look man if you like what you're getting right here at the living split screen where we keep it live raw and uncut got that organic nature authentic energy and just we just bring it to you every time that we come on the scene then be tuned in stay locked in keep your ears to the ground um stay tuned in on twitter and maybe we'll post some things as we usually do uh me and pong are really but good about that where we just make random videos uh talking to the people because i feel like it's, just, it's an easier way to talk to y'all man you know what do, i mean do you think like, do you think people go oh shit pong and steel are at it again here we go ah, i've seen when, me, when they see our videos do you see, think they may, actually maybe like they do maybe they do but for me i feel like it makes it more personable right that's what oh, it's it about does. oh you, you uh, i'm all about the personal about that, experience yeah. again that's that live raw and uncut nature i want y'all to feel we real people man and we want to connect to the real people we're trying to again i i say it like it's uh like some absurd thing but we're trying to touch three billion gamers man like that's the goal um are we going to talk to everybody no is everybody going to agree nah but the whole point is to have a discussion be able to get in here locked in and just have a good time um in a hobby that you would enjoy and something that you are passionate about but but that ladies being said, and gentlemen did you hear that three billion three we're billion. doing the xbox Phil Satya. That's what we're going for. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Exactly, exactly. Me and Steel. That's right. Laugh it up. We're coming. We're coming. We're coming. Hey, man. Hey, it's if you either roll with it or you don't, man. It's up to y'all. Um, look, <laughs> in case y'all can't tell, Dark Souls 3 is playing in the background. Me and my bro, Titanium, we went in the background and uh jumped back in. It was a 60 FPS update playing on the series console. It was an excellent time, man. Uh Dark Souls is again one of those series for me that's beloved in my heart. Hopefully I didn't get clapped too many times. Uh I was in his <laughs> world, so I was trying to help him out. Wait, 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 uh, wait, he wait, made wait, a new character so wait 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 a little bit back to, you know, a little bit of behind the scenes stuff because i was in a party with you too is this where he asked you to sacrifice yourself to help him out 
No, no, no. <laughs> okay, no. okay. I don't right. think. I don't think. No, this, this, this wasn't it. This wasn't it. Okay, um, all right, all right. No. Uh, but yeah. So we jumped into some. We jumped into some dark souls. It was a good time. Um, with that being said, a little bit what I've been into the last couple of weeks. Scarlet Nexus is there. Uh, but I've been heavily back invested into Black Desert Online, otherwise known as BDO on console on the serious console because it plays amazing. The FPS, the combat, the overall, like, the story arc, just everything about it is in, is enticing. That loot chase, or not necessarily the loot chase, uh, but the grind uh, to get your character built up and level up and everything. Uh, Gotta get them pearls. It's, I just can't help it, man. Um, it's, it's, it's a fun time. It's an exciting time, and that's kind of what I've been heavily invested to. Other than uh, for those who weren't t- tuned in to Xbox Ultimate last night, uh, where me and Pawn were both there, I said Scarlet Nexus so far this year um, is my game of the year. Uh, so did. far. We both um so that's something we can go back into the at the end of the show or whatever the case might be. But even if not, uh, right now that's what it is. As uh, again, I recommend anybody to go jump into it. It's in the top five MPD. Again, that speaks for itself. The fact that a game that's not on Game Pass, people are saying, "Oh, you got all these Game Pass games. These games aren't for real." Um, you're getting a chance to these. They're actually blowing up. Uh, these games that have been like Eastern style games coming to the West and really blowing up. Um, I think it's important because again, when Tales of Vesperia comes out, um, I'm hopefully I'm talking about Tales of Arise. Tales of Arise. Sorry, uh, Tales <laughs> okay. of Arise releases. Excuse me. Um, that's going to be another solid example. And again, these are things that have been possible with the Unreal Engine Four. Uh, I want y'all to keep in mind in the game display so fluently i'm all about the combat but uh that's neither here or there man palm it's been a week man i i had to run giving people a little bit of a rundown how are you feeling what you've been into man and uh what's up man talk to me look man i'm feeling good um you know work's still been crazy busy but you know and last week you know i did uh truly truly miss doing this show with you brother and it was hard because i had my whole schedule like thrown off like i was like man, what am I doing with myself today? It's like crazy. Yeah. Like, and, and I just missed you. And obviously, so, uh, you know, it was great to have this week go by extremely fast uh, and get back to Saturday. And of course, last night was a nice surprise yeah. uh, to be able to get on Xbox Ultimate with you since normally I'm on GRG. So shout out to K-Mega. Uh, again, thoughts to you, brother. Uh, yeah, that's a big going fact. Well, so. uh, much love to K-Mega and everything yep. that he got going on his way. Um, yep. Y'all just put some prayers out for him. I don't I don't like talking about people's business like that. Um, he, he put it out on be. Twitter, but yeah. Uh, yeah he, just... And he put it out on Twitter too, but just in case. Yep. Uh, y'all just yep. send some love, Mega Way, man. And uh, yep. we'll be by, right back to it next week on GRG. Y'all stay tuned in, locked in. And uh, from there, yeah, I mean, yeah, just keep him in your prayer. But man, uh, you know what, Steel? Happy for you with the stuff you got going on. Thanks, man. Uh, obviously, I appreciate man. Congratulations that. again. Of course, we did have a chance to talk this week oh, yeah, uh, oh, a couple yeah. times, a few times actually. So, so congratulations it. to you, sir. Um, and you know, obviously, we got big things going for Living Split Screen too, right? And we'll talk yeah, about we that in a minute. We got, we got, we got some yeah, exciting news there it as well. Some, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but as far as this, uh, as far as what I've been playing, look, <laughs> look, you guys are all gonna laugh out here in the gaming world, right? There's, there's people like me, right? And I think, I don't know if I'm going to call myself a rare breed. Cause I'm sure there's a lot more like me, but 
you know, I got Scarlet Nexus sitting there staring at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you I know, mean, I've got oh, all yeah. these. I've got Metro Exodus with the next gen upgrade staring right. at me. Right. I got my NBA 2K, which I still get in, but I've got all these games. Oh, not, not to mention a Plague's Tale, which I yeah. did dive back into uh, last week. I got all these great, fantastic games staring at me. But you know what? Pong sits down after a long, hard day of work, and he doesn't know what he wants to play, right? So he plays NBA 2K. Well, I do do that. I get my one game. I, I do just, do I, that. I, had, yes. I had to say that because it rhymed. I, I had to say it because no, no, it rhymed. That, that, that's good. fine. I, I got, I got, what, what did I say, Steel, when we were on? I got seven, uh, seven, almost eight days into Yeah, NBA you only got eight days so. in being, that's not bad, yeah, man. Yeah. It's not bad. Yeah, yeah. So, but, but you know what? I, I come home and mm-hmm. I've been trying to get my sleep schedule back right uh, because I got to get up earlier in the mornings. Right, right. So I'm sitting here. And I've only got maybe, you know, like an hour, maybe, maybe, maybe two max. And I don't want to jump back into Scarlet Nexus unless I got a nice chunk of time, right? I don't want to jump back in to a Plague's Tale unless I've got more than a couple hours to invest into it. Because I know that if I jump into it and I'm trying to get myself back to bed, I'm going to just want to stay past, you know, past my bedtime because I'm going to do it. I'm just going to get hooked and I'm going to be into it. So I go through my entire list of games that i own the whole my, my, oh. yeah, my, my whole list well i mean again i got i got most of them downloaded because yeah. i got the you know i got the external hard drive but out of all the games i've picked i choose the incredible adventures of van helsing not okay. not, not number three not number two i go back to the original and not too many people probably know about this game or have ever touched this game because I think a Metacritic's that's sitting right around a 58, somewhere in that neighborhood right now. Yeah. But let me tell you something. For a game, and again, I know I'm I I know I'm kind of crazy. I know you're all sitting out there going, but Pong, you bought all these, you got all these new games. You got, I know, I know, I get it. I can't uh, I, I can't explain why i do this but i like old games sometimes i really oh, yeah. do i mean nothing wrong with it right so, so i hopped into this bad boy the incredible adventures of van helsing it's been available on gold uh for free i mean uh, like whatever man but uh as far as a top-down diablo-esque uh looter uh it is uh easy uh, it is not difficult at all. That was one of the problems with it. Uh, but for a single player game to sit down to when I've only got like an hour or so to play, yeah, the loot system is cool. I love the loot. The leveling up system is cool. Some of the skills are very cool. Uh, so that's what I've been playing this week, man, out of all the stuff I've got. <laughs> so, but uh uh, you know, other than that, that's been about it. Um, you know, again, NBA has been mixed in there. I, I even mixed in, I think when, uh, I was in the party chat with you and your brother, I was, uh, I popped in some fallout 76. Yes. Um, yes I, I like to hop into that from time to time. Uh, again, I know out of all the games out there, fallout 76, yes, fallout 76, it actually is a much, hey, much, much better experience now. And it is actually kind of fun and it does actually feel like fallout now. So, uh, for me, uh, I, I had to hop back into that because, you know, I just love Bethesda. So, uh, but uh, yeah, man, that's that's been my week. But otherwise, I'm just happy to be here, brother. I can't tell you. Chat, you guys, look, look, you know, every show says this, and I, I'm sure that every show means it when they talk about the chat, because again, yeah. otherwise we'd be just sitting here alone. Yeah. But really, 
missed seeing your faces, your names popping up in the chat. I, I really did last week. And I know I saw some of you all in, in, in some of the other chats out there and stuff, but really, you know, six layer in here early boogeyman in here. Of course, Dutch shout out Talk to Dutch. Talk of to course, him. of course, uh, we'll get to that in just a minute, but shout out to Dutch. Uh, and then, uh, obviously we got Studos, uh, Stewie is in here and then we've got uh cyber gunter uh we got psycho knots my brother of course from xbox ultimate of much course love, much love face. rescue squad cult don't know if we've seen you in here uh before no nah, man, man. good good to we see welcome you. everyone new man. name uh, welcome love everyone. to see that hey hey thank you for stopping by today right so uh pat shout out to you brother good to see you man spooky of course is in the house we boogie got, in the uh, house boogie in the house did i already say boogeyman i think i did say boogeyman boogeyman's always oh, yeah. around my brother uh we got casket repair smitty smith salute sir as salute. always oh salute. absolutely who else who else we got in this beautiful who we got else? some we got drag heart yobi in here caper yeah. granted oh, here drag. matt barnes look man i did this for you baby i brother appreciate matt. the info in the background <laughs> hit me up letting me know hey man you got some video lag issues man let's get that right that you know what, Matt, you're right. I love it when you when people come at me like that. It's all about the constructive criticism, man. Let us know what what we can do to be better. We do this show for you guys. Uh, although, quote unquote, we're doing it for us too. Again, we do it with no issues, man. Two, three, four hours um, is what <laughs> the possibility of us talking. I don't know how it happens, uh, but it's always organic. Again, we always come into this. Uh, with minimal plan time, uh, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on how you want to look at it. Uh, <laughs> but we do work on things. I like, it, for example, uh, I'm working on, on a lot of things in the background or whatever the case to make sure everything is running smooth in the way that it should. So hopefully that it, it is. Um, I like to dedicate time to make sure that you guys are getting the quality that you deserve. Um, there may still be some technical things going on within the show today. Uh, I know I'm going to have to get up from the show so you guys may see more of the screen and get more gameplay in before I come back and you see my uh, beautiful mug and I make it you rain get more me. in the chat again. You get again. more of me, chat. Guess you what? Do. You get more That's Pong. right. This could, be the sold in the house. this could be the changeover oh, the go. chat demand steal here we go they might they we might just out <laughs> you completely right this is gonna be a coup while you're gone right the chat just might say finally we just get pong they might finally they might they they, 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 they might they might that's might that might be what they low-key want but hopefully they're loving the energy hopefully they're loving uh everything that we're doing over here man again living split screen is a non-console centric platform we're just bringing it to you live raw and uncut talking about everything that's going on with the industry because this is what we're passionate about uh it's that energy it's the love it's the care it's the passion that drives us and affects everybody around us and that's what i feel like is important with that being said though Pong, yeah. you know how we got to give it to the people man again if y'all don't know dark souls 3 is playing in the background 60 fps looking crispy every time i look at it um but look just to kind of move things forward do we want to talk about the upcoming games, man? I know people missed it last yeah, week. But let's, let's, we couldn't let the people know about Skyward Sword and how excited you are about the Switch OLED. Oh, oh God! We couldn't Good let Lord. them know Wait, about. Hold that. off, hold off on that excitement. You want to hit them with you want you want to hit them with the living split screen news in case they didn't see it on Twitter first. Oh, hit them with that? that is a fact. Thank you for thank you for pulling me. Yeah, back. no problem. That's what I'm here for, back. man. That's why. Oh, that's oh, that's why we're a team. Let that's the people know. Let the people know what has happened with living split screen, man. What's going on? Look, and by the way. We're still ourselves. Nothing's changing. We're still, oh, we're yeah. doing us again. This goes back to the whole organic thing, right? 
Paul came to me and said, yo, I got an idea. How, what do you think? Look, and now this next step is another one of those natural and organic phases, steps, whatever you want to call it, um, of just people just being them and it being natural, right? Yeah. Oh, let them know yeah. what happened, man. All right. So look, um, as we've been telling you guys, right, Steele and I have big goals, big ideas. We love what we do here. We love what we do on other shows. This is a complete passion project for yeah. us. This is a hot, this is a part of our video game hobby that we enjoy. That is the biggest probably hobby in both of our lives uh, outside of real life. Right. Exactly. So, so for, for us, this was not just a, Hey, uh, you know, Hey, let's just slap something together. Mm -hmm. Right. That, that's not what it is for us. Uh, as organic as it is, uh, Steele and I have talked and do continue to talk a lot about where we're going with this, what we want to get yes. done, what we want to do. So it was only natural uh, when uh, our brother, uh, Wandering Dutch, uh, hit us up. Um, you know, and for anybody who doesn't know, go check out Wandering Dutch's uh, Twitter, go check out his channel. Midweek Mix-Up um, is a fantastic collection of guys over there. Those gentlemen I've been following for a very long time. I've yes. been in their community very early on uh, when they started. I absolutely love, love those guys. And so anyways, Wandering Dutch uh, hit us up and asked us, because uh, he's created a, a Midweek Mix-Up Collective, uh, a group uh, kind of uh, just, a, just a group of different creators uh content creators uh you know to help float you know obviously help raise all boats right when the tide comes in uh it raises all boats uh right. and that's what wandering dutch is trying to do with the midweek uh mix-up collective and he was gracious enough um to ask myself and steel to join this group and we were honored and humbled uh by that invitation so we are excited uh to now be a part of the midweek Mix up collective as right. Steele says, nothing changes. This is a, a lot of behind the scenes stuff, just a lot of extra support, help, love, uh, all kinds of things in the background. Uh, but at the same time, it is another step for Steele and I, uh, because again, this is going to help us uh, grow and, you know, again, in turn, help uh, Dutch and help the other members of the midweek mix up collective also grow. So we are honored and humbled uh, to say that we are a part of that now. Uh, so just shout out to Dutch, uh, shout out to everybody uh, over there. Um, and uh, we are looking forward to big things. Uh, we are looking forward to being a uh, up and coming team. And yeah. uh, we definitely want to help others along the way as well. That's the way Steele and I are. We've been huge supporters of everybody that we can be in this community. Um, and that's what he, we, he and I love to do as well. So this just all fit into place. Like Steele said, we started this uh, just, you know, just a simple DM, you know, saying, Hey, what's going on? Uh, that's yeah, the way man. it's been from the beginning. And here we are now episode 16 uh, you know, we got this great community that we're growing and now others want us to join their communities as well. And we absolutely love it. Um, and so again, shout out to uh, Dutch, shout out to Midweek uh, Mix-Up Collective and everybody a part of that. Uh, we are here uh, and uh, we are not going anywhere and we are looking to come for the 3 billion gamers out there in the world. 3 billion, baby. touch them all. So let, let's go. 
Yeah, oh, man. Yeah, uh, and just to give y'all a sneak peek of what kind of the first topic is going to be before we roll into the upcoming games, uh, just touching on again what we stand for, uh, the whole community thing, because I, I know a lot of people kind of, you know, to try to sh- push it on the rug or whatever. Or a lot of people feel like people may not be being official with each other, whatever the case. Um, and again, for me, um, if you're questionable whether I support you, whether I care about you, whether I like what you're doing, whether anything, um, check your retweets, check your likes, check what you know, check what I'm talking about on the timeline. Um, that's how you know, man. That's how we I mean, that's how we support each other. Uh getting each other out there, constantly pushing it, uh let checking on each other, saying, Yo, I love what you're doing, yo. Uh I, again, it's the same example like Matt Barnes that I keep going back to hitting hitting us up in the DMs and saying, Hey guys, uh, you got some video lag problems. I enjoy what you're doing, but this is what you got going on. If you fix that, I feel like it could be better. And guess what? Um we chew, we changed some things over and now you're bit hopefully getting better video quality and the audio quality is being consistent with what you're getting. So everything just runs together overall, creating a better show, better environment for the people. Uh, I want people to be easily jump into this and they feel the, what the, the effort, the, uh, the passion that comes with this, right? Uh, again, that's what we're here for. That's why we present it the way we present it. Again, we are split screen. The screens are split. We're split. It's two It's two guys coming at you, <laughs> giving you that live, raw, and uncut form, uh, and just giving it to the people, man. But with that being said, let's get into yes. upcoming games, Pong, because we couldn't tell your people about your favorite game again, Skyward Sword, re-releasing. Oh, for the switch oh, I'm, I'm glad I get, i'm glad i get to skip that one that one doesn't count for this week upcoming games so no, it doesn't, I, unfortunately. no 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 I, I never do that shout out you know again nintendo nothing but respect for that hustle uh and obviously happy for all the zelda fans uh you know as we were talking about in the background last night with, uh, lupa who is a huge uh zelda fan yeah. she wishes that um they had brought forward all the zeldas right some of the handheld zeldas should now be out on the console on switch and and they haven't done that yet so again i know it's it's been a big week for the zelda fans out there skyward sword uh you know and it's running at 60 frames uh so good on nintendo for getting that up there and it's hd now so uh reviews are in and they're looking pretty good um so again uh you know nothing but respect for what nintendo does over there and i know a lot of zelda fans were happy last week so that's awesome that's all that matters when it comes to this stuff so uh we all like what we like and we all you know somebody's enjoying it more power to them and love it so that's what this industry is about so cool um real quick pong you said you wanted to use uh game informer this uh this time yeah 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 yeah. i sent you the link are you good i, I can pull yeah, it up okay pull yeah, it up. yeah 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 i, I went like, back and forth between a couple man. of the sites and live. game informer seemed the best this week uh i know uniformity guys is kind of important but at the same time when i'm looking at these upcoming lists man it seems like every site is like either hit or miss they're different they're different from each they, other they I are mean, different from time to time so just everybody's to, keeping it up with it the just same trying way, to get you know? the good one yeah just trying to get the best one out there again are we going to be able to be perfect no because none no. of these sites are perfect so and there's so many games coming out these days so um all right so this week uh upcoming week starting june or july god we're in july jesus man yeah, july man. 19th my birthday I baby i can't believe i know man i, can, I know i know baby. <laughs> <laughs> are you gonna I'm be excited, 20 man. are you gonna turn to 23 i'm a, 23 I'm, a, I'm going to be 29 
Oh, that's oh, what I'm going to be. Forgive me. Forgive me. Yeah, man. Get the age right, years, man. Yeah. Don't be ageist. <laughs> You're so old now. Yeah, man. You know it. You know uh, it, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. So uh, this week, <laughs> upcoming week of July 19th, on the 20th of July, uh, we will start with uh, Akiba's trip. Uh, people pronounce that differently, uh, but uh, it, it's kind of a play on words because it's like Akiba Strip, but they hey did it that way. It's, this is a to? great, yeah, uh, Akiba Strip, Hellbound, and Debriefed. There you go. <laughs> you always use play on words. So You, you might um, be into that. No, no, it is. It's a great game. Uh, I actually had uh, I actually had the first one on uh, PlayStation 4, uh, and it is a fantastic JRPG. Uh, I, okay, I love it. I use that word a lot, but again, I use that word you're when, fantastic. It, That's why. when it when it really entertains me. And that game is definitely a very well done uh, JRPG. Okay. Uh, and so it is something to check out if you guys are into it. It's coming out on PlayStation 4, Switch, and PC. Of course, we're missing the Xbox in there because not everybody has realized, like Scarlet Nexus has, that we got a whole lot of JRPG gamers over here on Xbox. So, but anyways, hopefully the tides are turning there and we will start seeing more of these. Uh, but yeah, that's an excellent, excellent series. Um, and so if anybody's interested in getting into a new JRPG, check that one out for sure. Or go back to the, the uh, first one. Uh, yeah. And then of course we got a game that I have been waiting on since. Uh, okay. What we got? What we got? Paul? Uh, I have played through the demo that's been available on Xbox. I think five times now i think i played through this demo um chris tales oh chris tales is an indie game excuse me from modus games uh modus mm -hmm. games is publishing it dreams incorporated is the developer uh these guys over at dreams incorporated just to give you guys a little background as i do on some of the games that yeah we, what we walk awesome. through here uh chris tales uh their developer uh really came out and admitted that they uh, were heavily influenced by the classic style JRPGs. Nothing wrong um, with that. They wanted to get that old feeling of the older Final Fantasies. Um, and if you guys have not looked at Chris Tales and you guys have any interest in JRPGs, please, please, uh, I believe the demo is still on Xbox. You can go try it out, but at least go watch a video. The art style in this game is some of the most beautiful artwork I have ever seen. Um, it is very hard to describe what it is. It's a combination of anime okay. um, with almost like a, like a, um, how do I want to describe it? Like a paper cutout style. You know what I'm saying? Like, like Paper old, Mario versus Mario? Yeah, not really though, but God, it's really hard to describe. Anyways, it's all hand-drawn Okay. Uh, or a lot of it's hand-drawn. Blast um, Blue is kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, but this is like not... Not anime style right it's not that it, it it's different you got to go watch it's almost cartoon more not anime okay, okay but it's got a mixture you guys gotta go look at it. the color palette is absolutely ridiculous so anyways this game they incorporate time uh a lot of time aspects to it you can actually i'll give you one example so you can be in a bat you get you, you can be in a battle right and then all of a sudden yeah. you can go to the future Hit okay, the, that is that game. Okay, I got you. I yeah, got you. yes, yes. Hit the enemy or go to the past. Excuse me, go to the past. You can go to the past, hit the enemy with some water, right? And then you come back to normal time and his armor is rusted. So you you lower his defense, right? So they've got these elements yeah. in there. 
um, that are absolutely original uh, and really fun to play with. Uh, this is something that, again, I've been waiting for for a long time, uh, and it is going to be special. Uh, so get ready for it. I've got it pre-downloaded. Uh, this is in Game Pass, so you're ready to rock and roll. Um, so if you got Game Pass, please check this game out. If you don't have Game Pass, watch some videos. But it is something. It is a stunning game um, that I hope a lot of people uh, pick up because I'd love up, to man. see this series continue. So yeah, yeah it definitely sounds sure. interesting. It's it's one of those games that piqued my interest. It's not something I'd be typically turned uh, yep. turned on by these days. Again, I'm not a turn based fan that really anymore. Um, right. But I did like the concept of it. Again, going into the past, doing damage to an enemy, and it coming. Uh, forward at an affecting current time and then yep. also seeing what could happen in the future i feel like that was also an aspect of it yep. uh, kind of give you that uh aspect of being able to predetermine plan and um kind of feel your way through these battles kind of like how you used to do in final fantasy back in the day right um Correct. you you really had to plan your battles out you had to make sure yep. that you had everything that you needed to fight this next boss that you were eventually going to get to so, uh exactly. that's what's up man i like it i like it yeah 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 so definitely uh, that's Chris Tales. And then we got another huge uh -oh. one, man, this week. We got another huge one this week. We got Death's Door, also on the 20th, Getting man. a lot of love, man. A lot of Ooh, love. Death's, Death's Door. Door. Uh, look, behind the scenes, I know some people who may or may not be uh, have some early review copies. Okay. Um, I have heard nothing but absolute hype and praise for this. Uh, this is something that a lot of, it was on a lot of people's radar. So uh, this is uh, published by Devolver Digital. Obviously my love for Devolver Digital is well known. Love Devolver Digital. Yes. It's kind of like Annapurna. Definitely uh, they that. both just put out some fantastic games. Uh, Acid Nerve is the developer of this one. Uh, this is the one for anybody who doesn't recognize the name. I'm sure you've seen videos of it because they've been pushing this hard. Mm -hmm. uh, it's got the crow. Uh, who is basically death, uh, but you're a crow. Uh, you got a sword, you know, you got a sword, kind of looks like a lightsaber. Um, but a lot of people are describing this like as a Zelda, um, old okay. school. Um, but everything I've heard, again, the artwork that's in this, the palette, the color palette that they've chosen to do this in uh, is just absolutely pops off the screen. Uh, it is something to behold, and now I'm hearing that the gameplay matches all the visuals we've been seeing and has, in a lot of people's eyes that have touched it, living up to this hype uh, that it has gotten. So that is also coming out on July 20th. Uh, so get ready for that. Death's Door is going to be something special, and I can't... I, we got so many games yeah man that's the word again so it was one games. of those games at devolver that really pulled yeah. my attention out of everything yeah. that was there this was yeah. one again a souls like zelda like um what, yeah. what, what is it a roguelike kind of game um that's gonna hit you in the, that's gonna hit you upside the head man it looks like it's gonna be a good time definitely something with everything that we got going on if there's a game that i wanted to play mobile or this if i was on the move or whatever this would be a, one of those games that i could just jump in and out of or whatever right. the case might be or maybe even on uh on the console if i only got an hour to play or so it's one of those games that i feel like i could hop into and have a good time with so i, yeah, right. I, I like it this I is like gonna re this is gonna replace my incredible adventures of van helsing Okay. So hey, this something this has Chris to. Tales. Something yeah. has to. <laughs> this this might get me off of that. No, it definitely will. This week's this week is definitely hopping. Uh, so those two right there, man, I got a lot of game time coming. So uh, those two are gonna be perfect. Uh, and then finally, Ender Lilies. Now we talked about this like a couple of weeks ago, I think. Uh, yeah, probably two weeks. 
two weeks ago, Ender Lilies. Uh, and at that point, it was releasing only on PlayStation and not on Xbox, according to the charts. Uh, and then it wound up launching on Xbox, but not on PlayStation. So this week <laughs> on July 20th, right? Right. I know. Right. So uh, July 20th, oh, uh, this funny. week, Ender Lilies, Quietest of the Nights is coming out for PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4. Go check that one out. And again, I love the style on that game. Um, if, if I get to a point where I don't know what I'm going to play or I run out of games, which probably is, you know, happen, exactly I'm what gonna you're going to play, Pong. You're going to yeah, play know, The I Ascent. Know. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> we'll have you a show know, before that comes out. Bro. You know, we got, oh man, we, we got time blocked <laughs> off for that one. Uh, uh, and then we got Monster Harvest for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, PC, July 20th. Looks like a farming simulator with a Pokemon mix. Is that what you're uh, into? Nope, not what I'm into. But no, you know what? Monster Shout Harvest? out to Lady AF. Maybe she wants to hop into this. She loves her farm simulators, which is nothing wrong monsters, with that whatsoever. Man. With farming with some monsters why not let's do it let's do it maple power games merge games is the publisher that comes out uh july 20th sh- as well yeah shake your stuff sometimes let's go yeah. let's go let's go <laughs> and then of course everybody's favorite everybody's favorite because there are literally at this point probably a thousand games out there pokemon has another one unite pokemon unite i'm gonna be honest folks Never played a Pokemon game in my life. I think my son had one of the Pokemon games when he was very young on a, uh, I don't even know what it was on. It was on a Game Boy. Probably Game Boy SP. Yeah, something. Game Boy uh, and, I, and I picked it up and I played it for literally probably 20 minutes. And it's like, yep, nope, this isn't something that I need to get into. How you so, like art? Um, how you how do you like turn-based games and don't want to play Pokemon? Yeah, no, no, no. There's <laughs> so many other Pokemon's amazing. Look, again, look, Pokemon po- is worldwide. Pokemon is a phenom. Pokemon is everything that it should be because it's good, right? I'm not going to take that away from it. People love it because it's good. So, yeah, Pokemon Unite Switch July 21st. All you Pokey heads out there, guess what? You got some more crack. So, you're good to go. All right. You're, there you you, go. you're not going to you go into go. withdrawals. You're not going to go into withdrawals anytime soon. All right. So, good to go. Pokemon Unite. Go get it. Switch July 21st. Uh, and then we got another absolutely fantastic looking um i don't know as much about this one but i have watched some videos it's been talked about it's been talked it has been talked about because it's annapurna uh and uh shout out to indie gamer i don't know if he's in the chat yet but indie gamer is whoo he is an annapurna stan so anything annapurna is automatically a must play for him so i know that for a fact uh so shout out to indie if he's in there uh, but Last Stop is coming out on July 22nd for PlayStation 5. Um, obviously, the series consoles, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. So everything yep. across the board looks extremely interesting. Um, so go check out the videos on this one if you guys are looking for a new indie game. Again, Annapurna, just like Devolver, uh, anything they touch seems to be gold. So they have very few misses in their lineups ever. So definitely want to keep your eye on. Uh, that is July 22nd. Um, and let me see here. What else we got? We got anything else? Uh, yeah, we do. July 23rd. Orcs Must Die 3. Actually, Orcs Must Die is kind of fun. I'm not going to lie. I pulled, fooled around with both the first and the second one. And it's a fun little game. So Orcs Must Die I might download at some point and just try it out. Uh, Xbox Series consoles, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC. Right. Uh, 
interesting enough, uh, PlayStation 5 is not listed. I don't know how accurate that is, but uh, again, it'll be on 4, so you'll be able to play it. But uh, July 23rd, Orcs Must Die 3. That's it for this week. And what's coming out? In hey, man. That's, so, hey. Those games have been amazing, man. It Dude, sounds like we, we got a... We got a lot of stuff. Indie games. We got three big ones. Chris Tales, uh, Death's Door, and uh, Last Stop. I mean, that that's no joke right there, man, because those games aren't small. Again, that, that old stigma, when you say indie game, you think of like a smaller game. Those three games are going to have some hours to them. Let me tell no, you. They, so, I mean, they, def- they definitely yeah. are. And I, I feel like that's an amazing thing, man. Again, uh, we can't sleep on indie games or something that, uh, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on how you want to look at it, they're the only ones that can really push our industry the way that, that we need it to be. Uh, right. Because if we want to get the games that we want to keep getting, uh, somebody has to be willing to take those chances, which most, dev- uh, not devs necessarily, but publishers aren't willing to take that plunge uh, for a game that may or may not make it. Uh, right. And that's and that's the thing about um, the great thing that indies bring into it. Um, and they're important, man. I, I know a lot of people try to downplay indies and say, oh, they're not that great. Oh, why? who cares? I don't That's slowly but surely people. going away, too. Guess what? Your kids, uh, the typical consumer, uh, the average player are going to be interested in the indies, especially uh, when you have a service that really... Uh, has a place for them to thrive and live in and where uh, more and more people can have access to them uh, like what's going on the Xbox side of things. Uh, not saying that Sony does not also have some in their backlog um, that you could check out, which you could definitely can. Uh, they have services for that where you can stream them, download, or whatever the case might be. Uh, but uh, on the Xbox side of things, we they've just kind of promoted it more um, and have a lot, of, a lot bigger and uh more exposing titles um coming out on this side so with that being said man look there were some frustrating things that happened throughout the uh last couple weeks man we've seen some things go up and down again the conversation comes up with the get good uh conversation or the difficulty in games i just call it the get good um because that's what it kind of ends up being anyway uh but really the the big end of the stick and just to kind of uh, take it into something serious before we get into the fun stuff, right? Uh, because this yeah. is something that is important. Again, this is one of the main reasons why we're here doing this. Uh, and it's one of our essential pillars, right? Uh, because we feel like gaming is not something that needs to be gatekeeped. Uh, gaming isn't something that people need to be judged for. Uh, gaming isn't uh, something that you need to be in to catch clout or... Uh, to make you feel like you're the man of this town or whatever the case might be. That is not what this space is for. I can give a hell less or give, you know what? I can give a fuck less about how you, <laughs> about um, people's uh, individual feeling, um, especially when they're attacking people for something that's just an accessibility option. For example, what Double Fine has done with Psychonauts 2, adding a immortality mode where you cannot die in invulnerability. Uh, I don't think that is necessarily a bad thing just because it's an option. You don't have to play with it. Just like back in the day, GTA had cheat codes. You didn't have to use the cheat codes, but we damn sure printed out the cheat codes, made sure we remembered them. So when I hopped in the game, I could press up now, left, right, left bumper, right bumper, square, triangle, circle, and get that AK that I wanted or whatever the case might be. Uh, being able to have the options is something is one thing uh a creator's vision is something completely different 
Um, and we see those examples all the time. That's why when you see the devs of Dark Souls from software come out and say, hey, we're not putting an easy mode in our game. Uh, we're not putting a difficulty in it because this is our vision. And that's also important because again, not every game is for every gamer. Um, and that's okay. Uh, there's millions of games out there that people can play and get their eyes on, hands on. And at least if something, uh, if you're interested in something, you should be able to try it out. What Psychonauts 2 is doing and what Double Fine is doing with what they got going on is just giving people more accessibility and speaking on the things that Xboxes already stand for. There's, there's a reason the adaptive controller is there. Uh, there's a reason why Microsoft is continuously um, showing the support for uh, those with disabilities or those who may have handicaps or those who may not be as fortunate as I say, quote unquote, are normal people. And we all know we're not even that normal. Like, come on. Uh, everybody has their own little stigmatisms or whatever the case might be that like poke them in their own little certain ways. Um, we all go through our own things in the background on our day to day life. Why bring that negativity bullshit into what we enjoy in our passion uh, when we should be promoting it instead? Uh, the argument turns from into um, the accessibility options turn into um, you need to just get good or watch people play the game. Your retarded ass, excuse me, or lack of being considerate for other people's emotions, feelings, or what they may have going on, being a decent human being is not anybody else's problem other than yours. Nobody's asking you to be indecent. Be, be considerate of everyone else and their feelings, how they um, look at things, what they may be going through, because I can guarantee you if the same person did the same thing to you and said, yo, um, Look, that's why you eat ramen noodles for dinner. You feel some type of way about that. And that's just me trying to keep a light about the situation. But everybody comes from different backgrounds. And it's, it's not right for anybody to be attacked on what they're doing to enjoy their medium. Um, that's supposed to be enjoyable anyway, right? Um, so to pass this off to you, Pong. This has been an issue, and the only reason I bring this up is because someone within the community, and it's not the first time, man. Again, um, this is another reason why I felt like it was a good thing to bring up, just because it continues to be a conversation, and the fact that I continue to see people say, oh, get good, oh, well, you don't get it, and it's prominent people that are saying this stuff also, that are saying, hey, well, uh, what's the point of you just, what's the point of you even playing the game, then? You might as well just watch somebody play, or... Um, taking it to just taking it to the next level of saying, "Oh, you're just you're just trash at games, uh, so you shouldn't be doing this." And then, uh, I mean, it also kind of turns into the whole journalism thing and reviews and um, that whole aspect. And we can tack that in a second. But right now, let's just stay with how do you feel about people constantly attacking? Not not more so. How do you feel more so about? Uh, the lack of understanding for accessibility, uh, the lack of understanding for options that we kind of have going on, um, not only within our community, but within gaming overall right now. Look, Steele, it's sad that we even have to keep bringing up topics like this, but you and I, when we first started this, we, we said we were going to tackle these community topics uh, from our perspective. Yes um and keep them in the limelight and i know others do as well there's been some really good conversations about this during the week 
um, so far on some shows. Um, and I think we're going to continue that uh, trend here because this is important. Um, how other people enjoy their entertainment is no one's business ever. I don't care. I, I don't care what excuses or opinions you have. You can have them. You're free to have them, but you will never change my mind on this subject. How people consume video games, a, a completely 100% um, industry, or I should say an industry that was 100% completely built on fun, pure 100 adult, unadulterated kid fun cannot have a sect of people that choose to all of a sudden create a narrative where they're going to judge others on how they consume that content. I'm sorry. You, you just can't do it. Again, you can have your opinions. You can have your feelings. I'm all about that. There is nothing wrong with that. But if you go to bed and wake up in the morning worrying about how somebody else played a game that you yourself may be playing or maybe not even playing. But if you are going to bed worrying about how other people are enjoying or experiencing that game, I'm sorry, you need, <laughs> you need to get out, okay? Maybe talk to some people. Um, certainly, you're beyond what Steele and I could ever help you with if you are at that point in your life where that matters to you. If you are not a professional gamer if you are not getting paid to do this job to, to play games right you don't who cares what other people are doing and the only reason why i discount the professionals who may be getting paid to do this because that's a competitive situation and obviously you don't want people with uh invincibility cheat codes on right that, that that'd be the only case where i could say okay you guys might you might have some concerns about how their other people are enjoying it, but that's because you're in direct competition with that person. Right? right. I totally get that. And I totally get it when you're in the middle of war zone, they got all this cheating going on or whatever else. And it's, it's taking yes. away from your enjoyment and that that's multiplayer yeah. aspect when you are doing that, but especially when it comes to single player games, which is what we are talking about here. That's what psychonauts two is. It is a single player experience, how somebody else experiences that game should never ever enter your mind. Okay. If you guys are having a discussion about what you thought about the game, that's different, right? That that's different. You guys can have that conversation about whether or not you liked the game, what you liked about it, what you didn't like about it. Okay. That's cool. But how they played that game or how they had fun with that game never should matter to you. And I'm sick and tired of this, this garbage, these clowns that are in this community that think that they can go ahead. And I hate the term gatekeeping because it's overused, but yeah. Again, off the top of That's my head. That's what it is, though. That's, it's yeah, it is. It, it truly yeah, is. Call it what it is. Yeah. Again, the games themselves, the developers are free to choose how they want to make the game. I'm not going to sit here and say that every developer has to put an easy mode in their game because I'm not about to tell developers what to do with their games ever. Okay, I will be critical of developers when it comes to the actual game. If it's broken, if there's things that I think that could improve the game, I will say that for sure. But if a developer straight out the gate says no, like like a Souls game, we're not going to have an easy mode. We really want to keep this a challenging game. That's our goal. We yeah. want, you know, again, it's not going to be for everyone out there. It's not supposed to. Yeah. Right, right, right. That's fine with me. I don't have an issue with that. So I'm never, I'm never going to tell a developer what they can do. But if a developer decides 
decides to put in an easy mode, if a developer decides to put an invincibility uh, mode into it to allow more people to access their game because they just want people to go have fun yeah. with their game, there is absolutely zero wrong with that. And it does not take away from your experience in any way, shape, or form. How you play your game is how you play your game. And if you play your game on the hardest difficulty, Steel, you play a lot of your games on the hardest difficulty, yeah. right? Right. That that's awesome, man. I, you know, again, props to you. Again, that's how you like to enjoy it. You enjoy that challenge. You enjoy that. You know, again, you're that good. Uh, so a lot of times that hard mode is the same as what would be a normal mode for me. I, I'm not afraid to I say mean, yeah. that. There's nothing wrong right? with that though. You know no, what I mean? There, there's nothing wrong with that. But is that, is that to say my experience has been less than because you decided to play it no. hard and I did hell not unless not unless you're bragging about how or not even bragging or claiming how easy the game was correct then it becomes a completely different conversation exactly what the fuck are you talking about but but those are the obvious again that's common sense stuff you think so (laughs) you you, you think so but what i'm saying is is that that should be a common sense factor for anybody who's played video games for long enough we all know the drill right we all know those concepts right this concept though that somebody who either a may just want to play through the story mm-hmm. and the developers given them the option just to run through the story, experience the game, the story aspects of the game, right. And, and not have to, you know, uh, sweat out battles, uh, you know, whether they want to or not, and they choose to do it that way. So yeah. be it right. They still played the game. They still have fun with it. That's what it's all about. It does not matter if the other person over there played it on the highest difficulty and also had fun with it. It doesn't yeah. change either one of their experiences. It doesn't take away from the person who completed it on the highest difficulty. It does not take away from that person's experience. Somebody else having a <laughs> having a different level of play, uh, whether it be easy, whether it be invincible, does not take away from the person who still plays it on hard. It does yeah. not change anything. And that's what I'm saying here is that these people need to get over themselves. They need to stop trying to tell other people how to enjoy their content or to say, Hey, you shouldn't be playing video games. If you can't play video games, my way, that's wrong. That, that that's completely against everything about this industry. This industry is about having a diverse amount of content, just like movies, just like books, just like any other form of entertainment that maybe not everything's going to be for everybody. And that's okay but there's going to be something for everybody out there, right? And that's how it should be. And again, if the developer has chosen with their vision, with their creation, that mm-hmm. they want to allow this to be in the game, then it's all up to them. Hey, and guess what? Younger gamers, I, I hate to break it to you, but developer cheat codes have been in games since as I have been alive almost. That's used okay? to be how they reviewed games, honestly. Right? This Correct. Uh, and guess what? guess what? Shockingly enough, Man, we used to have game sharks that we could plug oh, into yeah. our systems and break <laughs> the game. That. Okay, okay. So again, Pokemon this stuff was known has for been, that. Yeah, this Go yeah, ahead. this stuff has been out there forever, right? This is nothing new. And again, I don't still. If you want to, if you want to come into the reviews, when it comes to reviews, there's a little different take. Again, I think it's pretty common sense, but again, unfortunately, these days. It seems to be that reviewers are there. So I guess I'll kick it off and I'll, I'll pass it back over to you when it okay, comes to okay. a reviewer reviewing a game. Okay. If you are going to play it on easy and you are going to do a professional review of a game, 
Yeah. Okay. Again, you're free to do that. I'm not going to tell you you can't do that. However, you better be with, you better be having full disclosure. You better have absolute full disclosure because I don't think that playing a game on easy to review a game is going to give the average consumer who's going to be reading your review an accurate description of what the game is going to be about. Yeah. In any way, shape, or form. Now, I'm not saying, and I don't know, Steele, you might have a different take. I'm not saying you have to play this on hard. I'm not saying that at all, because mm-hmm. I don't think hard is built for the average consumer as well. I, mm-hmm. I don't think it is. Um, I know there's a there's a lot of people out there who have a, you know, love that challenge or have a very good skill set that they do like to put it on hard. But I think for the reviewer, I think playing it on normal is something that's that's great. Maybe we should just go to a system where again all reviewers disclose exactly what level they played it on each and every single game, uh, without question, so that the so that the reader can understand where they're coming from. But for me, the easy modes, I understand that there's a time crunch when it comes to reviewing games. I understand that there's reasons okay. to be used, but yeah. you better full disclose that uh, when you do it because it does change the aspect of the game. Right. It does change mm-hmm. how the game is going to be perceived. Somebody who plays it on easy mode and said, yeah, I ran through this in 15 hours. Okay. And I didn't have very many issues, you know, blah, blah, blah. You get that ever you get that yeah. person who pops it in there, goes to normal or difficult. Also the game becomes a 30, 40 hour game and they're struggling in parts. That's a totally different. That's, that's completely different from what, how you describe the game. Right. And it, it can change mechanics. It can change all sorts. It can change AI within the within the system uh where the ai all of a sudden becomes extremely intelligent and it's going to be a totally different experience so i think reviewers must disclose what they're playing these games on if they're going to do that uh steel i mean how do you how do you feel about that portion um for me for reviewers doing games man they just need to disclose how they're reviewing it man i mean honestly whatever you need to do to fully release the game fully review the game make sure that it's in its best light just let the people know what the review is uh let the people know what standpoint you're sitting on if you played on easy let them know if you played on normal let them know if you played on hard let them know so that people have an understanding of what difficulty not even the difficulty at what perspective the reviewer or the person that they're going to to get the um reassurance or per or perspective for the game that they're looking at uh they can get a full understanding of what they're of what they're taking in man i feel like that's so important right um again i understand that yo if you review games maybe you don't have time sure uh there's only so much time in a day again there's 24 hours in a day 12 of those you spend gaming if that's your job i can see you doing that but i can also see how doing that could be very monotonous and may not be enjoyable to you either so if if i treated it like a normal job you do eight hours a day playing the game there's no game out that you're beating in eight hours unless it's an indie game so yes if you need to play on easy just let the people know hey was on easy and just like you said pong my biggest thing is just don't complain about it being easy right if you played it on easy (laughs) or don't say oh it was too hard and you're playing it on hard again common sense it's common sense i mean but like my grandmother used to tell me common sense ain't common and that's okay but then don't sit here and complain to me i'm gonna talk about you because i can't take you seriously at that point 
Um, we as gamers have to be able to talk to each other and we're going to ever touch the 3 billion people that we really want to touch. Cause again, I know people get caught up in their own communities and feels a certain type of way, but let's be honest. There's so many more people that we can reach. The biggest people within our community are only touching two to three K. Right. There's 3 billion other gamers out there. I don't care what, what space of life that you're coming from. Let's talk to these people. Let's get more people informed. And the only way that we can do that is that we have a proper system in place for people who do these things. Um, I don't go to IGN. I don't go to a game informer. I've never been a Metacritic dude. I don't go to look for scores on games. I go to maybe my one or two people I get for an opinion or I look at most of the time. Honestly, I'm so confident who I am as a gamer, which I feel like is extremely important, or just as a person overall, that I know what I'm looking for. So I can look at a game and know whether, know whether I'm invested. I can look at something. It can, and it could be anything, man, right? I'm, I'm old and I'm like, I'm old enough, right? I should be to look at something and predetermine whether I'm interested in it or not. If I'm not, then I'm not going to invest in it unless I hear from people like Hong or let's say Mad Fun Speculation that say, hey, man, look at these games or Tempest Sun. Hey, man, look at this game. Hey, and really make me do a double take on it. I'm not going to think about it. And it's right. being able to do that that determines everyone from each other, right? Because uh, everybody's so different. I just feel like that's what more so the conversation should be. What can we do to change, uh, make this whole process better? Because let's, let's get it also understood is that the whole point Metacritic was created was because so that the big companies couldn't be paid off technically because that's how it was back in the day to do a good review on a game, right? Because right. people do that. I mean, people say, oh, people, uh, you just support Xbox because you're getting paid by them. Uh, you just support Xbox because you're a simp. Oh, you just support PlayStation because you're a pony and you you just like galloping for Sony. Um, it's like, why can't you just like gaming? Like, I, I don't I don't get that perspective. Now, and, there, and there's so many different conversations that can be had within that. At the end of the day, uh, just to kind of wrap up the whole thing with reviews and uh, talk about uh, accessibility and handicaps and whatever else the case might be. Look, play what you love, love what you play, like Pong says, man. And other than that, just be real about it. Uh, again, I see people constantly say, oh, oh why do people get, on, get into this community or get into gaming and feel like they got to lie? Uh, because people constantly criticize them. Now, is that me? Can I be that person? Nah, because I can honestly care less. Come see, come one v one me in any game that you want to play. Right. That's what I'm going to tell you. But that's also the era that I came from. It's not about gamer score. It's not about uh, whatever else uh, trophies. It's not about whatever else you want to make it about. It's not about meta scores. It's not about uh, how many. Uh, fucking chips you can hold in one hand like i don't care about that shit <laughs> what kind I, of chips I, uh, I don't know like Burritos? sour cream and onion okay i can hold a lot more of those than i can how many, how many cheetos can you fit in your hand that's not what we're talking about like if if it's that real for you come 1v1 me in a game other than that you can see me in real life and 99 percent of people don't aren't about that so it's like, let's not take it there. It is what it is, man. But uh, that's just how I feel. Uh, I'm pretty much, we're on the same place, man. We're on the same plane as far as uh, what we're looking for reviews and what we expect out of. Um, yeah. yeah. And, 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 you know, the trophy, you brought up the trophy and, and achievements thing too. And that that's another layer to this as well, Steel. 
this idea that we're going to compare trophy and, and, and achievement score size uh, is ridiculous. Okay. It's utterly ridiculous. It means nothing. So if you've got a high, you know, if you've got a great trophy score and you've got a great an achievement score, uh, it means you play a lot of games. Congratulations. Uh, but at the same time, it does not affect you if another person got the same trophy on easy mode. It does not affect you if somebody with a disability was playing with a different type of control scheme than you were and was able to complete the game. It yeah. does not affect that in any way, shape, or form. Just like a person who plays only Call of Duty and Madden and has a low achievement score or trophy list, that does not mean they're not a bigger gamer than you or, or same type of gamer as you. That does not mean any of that. That just means they choose to consume a certain content. What they're into. That's what they're into. That's their likes. And again, if if you go to bed or you wake up and a person's likes, interest, enjoyment out of this industry somehow affects you, and you got to think about it, again, get out. Yeah, you, there's so away. many more priorities <laughs> as you could be thinking step, about. Step away. <laughs> step like, away and get talk to some people because you obviously are missing something. There's a great void somewhere in your life if you're filling it with that kind of stuff because that's garbage. And it's... It, 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 you're turning yourself into a clown if, if that's the case, because yeah. because again, that should never affect you ever. And I'm gonna look ever. at you that way. That's what's crazy. Right. I don't right. get. I know right. everybody isn't raised the same. I know everybody didn't come up with the same. Right. But a lot of the corny shit that I see going out in the community, bro, is shit that y'all would have got clowned on by me for, just because that shit is corny. Like trying to have this persona online, trying to act cool online. Like people got clown for that. If you weren't that in real life, I'm going to come I'm going to come talk about you in person and say, "Yo, you're not built like that. You're not like that in real life." So don't sit here and act like then put some persona on act like you're some other person cuz you're not. Right. Exactly. And I'll call I'll call it out. Leave it up to me. I'm going to call it out. And if that's not what you're looking for, don't come talk to me. I'm going to tell you how it is. And but that's how I feel like we should be. You know what I mean? Like this is a space where we're supposed to put passion, happiness, and all our best foot forward in, right? Because everybody at one point or another, uh, again, this is a scene we, everybody was judged for. People to this day get judged for this shit. Right. Right. It's it's awful part. Hold it down for me, Paul. Yeah, no problem. No problem. No, it's the awful part uh, of, unfortunately, humanity. And again, it, it bleeds over even into the fun things in our lives and it shouldn't happen. It does and it shouldn't happen, but it needs to be called out when it does because it isn't right. And, you know, again, people need to take a step back and realize what they're doing and how, how they're expressing themselves. Again, you can have a feeling, you can have opinion. I will never be that person to tell people not to, but at the end of the day, if you're taking that and, and projecting it upon another person or having a wonderful time with video games, the, you, you just you, you can't do that. And you need to step away. You can keep it internalized all you want. Go ahead. You know, roll it around in your brain all day long. I don't care. But do not come after other people like we saw happen uh, with this whole 
idea and this whole conversation on Twitter. Um, it actually did get personal. Uh, people came after other people in this community. Uh, they came after people with disabilities in this community over this issue. And for me, that's, that's where you've crossed the line. You are no longer, this is not constructive in any way, shape or form. This is just, this is just flat out being ignorant um, and, and being stupid. And so for me, it's got to stop. And obviously Steele agrees as well. Um, again, how other people consume any type of entertainment and fun or hobby or anything else is none of your business. Unless you're in direct com competition with that person in some kind of multiplayer match. And obviously if somebody was cheating there, it's going to affect you. Then yeah, you, you have the right to say something and to feel a certain way. Uh, but it, it, as far as single player experiences go and what people do, none of your business. And it doesn't take away from you in any way, shape or form. And if you think it does, if you think that thousand gamer score, because somebody, you know, a dev decided to put an easy mode in to the game and allow people to get the same achievements as you, if you think that the belittles your achievements, again, achievements are worthless. Trophies are worthless. They're yeah. something to be cool and to, you know, again, I love the sound of the achievement popping up just yeah, as yeah, much yeah. as the next person. But at the end of the day, if somehow that destroyed your enjoyment because you know somebody got a thousand gamer score on easy mode and you got a thousand gamer score on hard mode, if that somehow, you know, diffuses what you did and your accomplishment inside and makes you feel less proud of your accomplishment, you need to go drink issues. some goddamn water. That's what you need to do. You got you're thirsty. Go for a walk. Go, for a walk. <laughs> go find go find perspective on reality in real life, and think about that because yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that that's not the case at all. Facts. So, hey man, appreciate you holding it down. Look, I had to get the girls. Uh, I thought it was gonna away. be like I thought it was gonna be like five minutes. I was ready to rock this show. No, I mean, I, go, I can tell. go away. Go go do something else. Go I can tell you were so ready. You were so enthused. I can tell. Um, but nah, man, real life stuff, man. I had to I had to pass my girls off to the the grandma, otherwise known as their Omi, um, as the Germans call, um, or Oma, depending on where you're at. Uh, but look, uh, fantastic points. We definitely knocked that out the park. Excuse me. It's all important stuff, man. And I feel like just to have an open perspective is important. God, I have a lot of built-up air in there now. Uh, I took that chug of water, and it's just been going crazy. <laughs> Rick Payne in our house. But, yeah, just to shout out some people real quick. Yeah, um, yeah, we, we got a lot of people up. that rolled up through um, here. We got sure. Rick Payne. We got Stubbs Gaming. Master Clowns, what up? He said he's going to hold us down for the next 48. He's going to push us out there and make sure the Thank 3 you, million Master people Clowns. can hear Appreciate us. Uh, Last Emperor, what's going on? Shizno Elite. Double Barrel Gaming. Uh, Living Split Screen. We'll be invading Double Barrel Gaming. Primetime, actually. Y'all be tuned in for that. Um, let's see. Master, uh, I messed up Master Clowns. Excellent. Yep. Johnny Vanilla No Life. Gorilla. Johnny, Johnny No Life. Life. Yep. Uh, back, back from the dead is in the house. Brother, what's going on? Matt Barnes. Mama Rocks. What's going on? Mama Good to Rocks see you. Dreadpool. Yep. Uh, shout out to y'all. Uh, PK. PK was in here. Shout out to him. Yep. Matt was in the house. Calantis. What's going on? I didn't even see him slide up in here. Yeah, Rescue Calantis Squad. We Like we yep. said earlier. Caper Grant's in here. Excellent Caper Graham showed up. Uh, oh man, you know you you got you got to say the name because next to Mag, you're the only one else that can do it. So you know who else is in here? 
What was it? Stanley yeah. Francois? Nope, I have not seen Stanley actually. Stanley, oh, really? If you're out there. Joe Dunmore. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Joe Dunmore is in the house for sure. Absolutely. Oh, facts, uh, facts. Much love, man. Hey, I appreciate y'all being tuned in. This is the Living Split Screen Morning Show, otherwise known as LSS. We're working on some things in the background, man. Man, hopefully we can get some shirts in. I would love to start wearing some LSS shirts. I'm really picky about quality though, too. Um, so I'd pay $25, $30 for a shirt if need be. Um, let me know if you guys would be down for that too i feel like we got some creative things going on and some uh some juices flowing we might get that thing get those things rolling but if you're still in here locked in loaded let us know hit hit us up in the chat say yo i'm here i'm enjoying what we're seeing so far hit that like button hit the bell notification so you can know when we go live because it is 9 a.m central 10 a.m eastern and 3 p.m uk time make sure that that's right and uh where we come on and give you that live raw and uncut action as we do on the living splits non consular centric platform uh with that being said man what you want to get into next, man? You want to you want to lighten it up with some Stream Deck news? You want to check some out my Steam, Steam Deck? You want to check out some Steam, Steam Steam Deck? You want to check out my there, Steam there Deck? There was a new Stream Deck also announced, not no, to no. confuse things, but there no, was a new Steam Deck. deck. But, the one but I don't think that's very exciting for anybody. The only thing that you can only get through Steam. <laughs> you have to have a Steam account to get you the Steam Deck. Al does what Nintendo don't. So Ooh. let's go. Let's go. <sighs> What, what so what you saying man look <laughs> seems like we've got some exciting news man um for those who are interested in the handheld game again golden this, age of gaming Honestly. this piece of hardware is for the hardcore again i i don't i want people to understand that because exactly what it is um the price point and not only that um and i'll get into why i said the price point uh, but not only that, just for overall what it's trying to do, it's a PC in your hand. Um, it is not the first one uh, of its kind. Uh, it's just, this is the first one that natively has Steam built into it. Uh, so you have access to your entire Steam library, which I know a lot of PC guys would love to have their PC on the go. From what we're seeing, man, um, you're gonna have the capability to put Windows uh, a Windows OS on there. Uh, you have the you have the ability to do emulation. Again, it's just like having your PC on the go. Um, it has touch pads, has joysticks, has the buttons, it has uh, USB C connection. Uh, you can hook it up uh, to a display of whatever kind. Uh, we're still waiting on more info. Uh, as far as that goes, as NVMe SSD storage, that is something that is ex is extremely important because as we get into this gen. The most important feature that's different from last gen, other than performance, um, actually having a CPU that uh, has cores on it, <laughs> it can actually do some things, is the NVMe SSD storage uh, because it's the faster speeds, faster load times, quicker. Uh, the quicker you can get to your games, the better off you will always be. Um, and being able to have that also on the go is something that I feel like is extremely important. Uh, again, like Pong was saying, it's the golden age of gaming, man. Like, this is something that came out of left field. Um, I didn't expect the reason I the reason I say price is because it is competitively priced for what it is. Typically, your on-the-go PC, your mobile PCs that you can get today are over a thousand dollars. You're not getting one for less than a thousand dollars. Um, anywhere else that you look in this steam deck that you're going to have these other possibilities of doing um, other options and other access accessibility options um, it's priced for the 64 gigabyte version is 399 
The 256 gigabyte version is 529 and the 512 is $649. Now, the $400 version one is not an SSD storage solution uh, or NVMe storage solution from what I've heard. Uh, so ideally, it's not something that I would personally be interested in. I think that that would be a waste if you're going to do that. I would get the 256 gig at the bare minimum and then get some extra storage on the side uh, because at the end of the day, you're only have your main games on that uh, NVMe SSD that you really want the low quick. So like your Halo or um, your other any other single player game that you might want to have on. The some of the specs that they're that they're throwing out there for this thing is. It's going to be a four core, eight thread CPU on there. Like a clock anywhere between 2.4 to 3.5 gigahertz, which is kind of dope, man. Again, for a machine uh, that, that is a mobile device, that's awesome, bro. Um, six gigabytes of RAM. Apparently the window, uh, not the windows, but the, the Nintendo Switch has only four. Again, um, there's competitive, there's a competitive nature there, man. Um, Steam, uh, Valve, they're seemingly trying to do something uh, to... Just kind of shake the industry a little bit. Uh, they're also doing a seven-inch LCD touchscreen. Uh, it's touchscreen too. I didn't realize that. I thought it was just a screen. It's also touchscreen. That's dope. Um, but it will be twelve eighty by eight by eight hundred. Uh, sixty hertz refresh rate. Uh, the audio is going to have a three point five millimeter jack, uh, dual mics, USB Type C, and Bluetooth. Hey, the Switch doesn't have Bluetooth, ladies and gentlemen. Um, connectivity, you got Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, USB Type-C, Display Point 1.4, uh, the board and the battery is a 40W, 40 watt, uh, 40WH hour, uh, whatever that's supposed to mean. Um, the 11 inch, eight inch device by two inch. Uh, but yeah, man, there's a lot of uh, there's a there's a, this device seems to have a lot of a lot of good things going forward. It's one of those things where me personally, I don't have a high interest in it. Um, I am intrigued by it, but I'm not on the go enough, right? Um, if I was on the move and I was at hotels and I needed something that I, I didn't want to necessarily carry a Series S or whatever uh, around, this would, could be that device. Uh, I just, I'm just not a handheld dude. I don't go to the doctor's office and wish I just had. If that's the case, I just pull out my phone. You know what I mean? It's easier to keep on me. That's just me personally, but I could see how people could use this, especially if what we're hearing in the background is true to where since it is like a PC, you're going to have some of those PC functionalities, especially if you're able to put Windows on there uh, as a native OS, you can get it to 1440p, maybe do uh, at 60 frames, uh, 60 hertz. Um, some are saying it's going to have 4K 120 capabilities. Who knows? I don't think it's going to be able to do all of that but the options are there, right? Um, again, if you're gonna be able to treat it like a typical PC, you can't deny the options, right? Uh, you have to at least realize that that capability is there. Um, whether it's a performance thing or not, that's something completely different because it could be the game gear to where it runs through battery life. The more you get out of this thing, the more you're going to eat at that battery, just like a laptop. If you two got a gaming hours. laptop, two, two to eight hours is what you're saying. Yeah, triple A games. Yeah, with with you know triple A games probably gonna be that two hours. Yeah, easily, easily. It's just like a gaming laptop. I know that laptops got bigger batteries or whatever the case. But if you leave a, a gaming laptop unplugged, it's yeah. gonna get killed. You're gonna eat that battery. That's not what the that's not what it's made for. Uh, you know what I mean? So you get that those two to four hours, and then you got to plug it up. So it's again, you got to throw everything into consideration. Uh, 
it's going to be an emulation beast being able to just carry over so many games um no matter if you want to go all the way back for like me i'm most familiar with the snes uh so you if you want to go all the way back there and pull everything from that point forward to um at least a playstation 3 i feel like they're still having some issue with playstation 3 emulation but even switch games are possible on there again uh there are options to get breath of the wild um <laughs> On which will PC, run at 60 frames. Which will run at 60 frames. Um, <laughs> you have to get the, the Wii U version if you want the 4K uh, with all the graphic enhancements and everything. But you can get 60 frames. There's so many There's so many options here. So, Pong, I want to pass it off to you, man. With this whole Steam Deck situation, uh, what do you feel that this can do for us, man? What do you feel like this can take us? Uh, I know you've spoken on it a little bit, but I want you to take this time to really kind of put your excitement out there for it. Or is it something that you're going to invest in or are you going to hold off? Yeah, no, uh, definitely. Uh, this is for me. Um, again, we'll see everything that I'm hearing. I always like to think outside the box of where we're going, right? And I love to see tech that pushes things forward. Uh, so shout out to Gabe, shout out to Val for taking this leap, especially with the price points, because you were talking about it already, Steel. The handheld PC market is just getting started. It's yeah. in its infancy because tech is slowly catching up where we can shrink it down to this point. That's yeah. always been the issue, the right, is thing. size, right? That, that's always been the issue. Um, and so now the AMD with, with Zen 2 has gotten to the point where the manufacturing process, uh, the power, uh, you know, obviously the power consumption uh, and the heat output, right? Those are those are your biggest main factors. And again, I'm not a tech guy, but I do know the basics, right? And when it comes to the basics, those are, those are the problems that have always been there uh, when it comes to shrinking something that is a PC down to this size. We've seen it done already, but a lot of those models, especially the, you know, the stuff coming out of China, China's been one that's been really heavy into it. Um, the few models that I've looked at have all been like $1,200, you know, $1,300, somewhere in that neighborhood, $1,000. So for Gabe and Val to make this investment and they haven't had the best track record with a lot of their stuff, right? Outside of VR, uh, a lot of their other things have not hit very well. They've tried, they've tried a lot of different things, uh, but to, for them to make this investment and to come out at incredibly aggressive price points, I think is the first big thing that caught my eye because that's going to be, again, I'm a budget gamer. I don't have unlimited funds. I can't right. just go out there and say, Hey, cool, new tech. I'm just going to pick it up. Right. I don't, I, I can't, I can't do that. So I got to budget this thing in, but for me, the steam deck represents potential. Uh, again, I'm not going to be getting it day one. I'd love to, but I'm not going to, but next year, um, all things go good. Um, I've got to prioritize. I need a PC. Obviously I want to start content creation outside of what we do here. Steel. Obviously I'd love to be able to help you out, run the show, be able to do videos, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. I think PC is priority number one for me. Um, but I don't like gaming on a monitor. I, I've told you that since day one, Steel. So for me, this might wind up being the perfect companion console. And why I say that is because I'm looking down the road in the future. If this thing can do everything they say it can do, and again, uh, you, you already touched on it, Steel. We don't know what it's going to output to TVs. We've got some assumptions because it is a PC that... Right. Uh, the, you know, the screen itself is basically 720. It's a little bit above that. It's an 800, but it's 720 screen. But 
I don't think when you've got it docked, when you've got it plugged in a TV, I think it's going to be a little output resolution above that, uh, depending on settings, because just like a PC, it's going to depend on the settings in the game that you're actually running, right? A AAA game, you're not going to be able to have the high settings. You may not be able to have the higher resolutions, but a smaller game, you might be able to beef it up, right? And so yeah. for me, this becomes the perfect companion console because for me, it's not just about the portability. Would I undock it and play it handheld? Yeah, there are certain games I probably do that with, but at the same time, most of the time I'd probably be docked and I would use this honestly to play PlayStation games. Now, depending on what PlayStation does going <laughs> forward, I, I I know you laugh, but for me, I don't have FOMO, right? I got over FOMO there. I, I won't say a hundred percent because there's still things that come out that say, I, I say, I got to have this game or whatever the case may be, but PlayStation for me right now, from what I've seen and what I believe their roadmap is, there's going to be a couple games a year that come out for PlayStation that I normally would pick up PlayStation five for and play those games, right? Those are, it'd be my exclusive console this time around. So for me, this game, if Sony starts moving their stuff to PC, I don't need it day one, but if they start moving it, let's say on a regular basis, let's say they, they go to the 12 month plan. So it's on PlayStation five for 12 months. And then they move, they port the game to PC, right? For me, that would be perfect. And I don't need to play all the PlayStation 5 games at 4K. I don't necessarily need that. If, if I can get, you know, 1440 out of them off of the Steam Deck docked, cool. I, you know, I'm cool with that. I don't need all the bells and whistles for the few games that I'm going to be playing off PlayStation 5. So that would be huge. Number two, the emulation, like you talked about, Steel. To be able to go and have my entire library of Dreamcast games, PlayStation 2 games, uh, you know, Wii games, you know, all that kind of stuff all in one spot. This is what I've been talking about for a long time. I would absolutely love that. That would be fantastic. Dock it, have it on my big screen and be able to play all those libraries whenever I want to, man, that, that's, that's incredible. It's a that's huge, huge selling point for me. Um, number three, um, being able to customize this thing, how you want it. Again, I'm not a tech guy, so I'm not even, I'm not even talking about, you know, like deep dive in this thing, but the homebrew and modding community are going to be all over this thing. This oh, yeah. thing is going to be a paradise for them. So there, I already know with how far we've advanced with the homebrew and modding crew and what they put out, they put out some really good, easy, uh, downloads for regular people like me who don't necessarily have the deep dive knowledge and they make it very simple for people nowadays it's not the old days where you did have to technically kind of be almost a hacker to do this stuff on certain pieces of equipment i don't think that's going to be the case with steam deck i think we're okay. going to see a lot of innovation in that area which is going to make it for easy for the average consumer who does have a little bit of knowledge to be able to do that so that excites me uh Again, with it being Steam, I again not a PC player ever here, except for a very small portion of my teenage years when I was when I was playing Might and Magic Two and Ultima and those kind of games on PC. Right. Um, for me, this is huge because the Steam sales are incredible. The Steam sales are ridiculous. I they agree. are they are you know there is value there that we never see on console, even if you're a digital only guy. We never get those kind of sales. We get some decent ones, but we never get the Steam sales. So to start building my Steam library through this thing and to have access to those games, games that I may never see on Xbox or PlayStation or uh, Nintendo, or it's going to take you know three years before we see them, I would love that. As an indie game lover, 
as somebody who's always looking for the new stuff, man, that would be cool. RTSs, a thing that I've been calling for Xbox especially to do. There is, I know they're niche. I know they're not for everybody, but RTS games are huge on PC. There are a ton of them. And if I can get those on this, dock it, sit on my couch with a keyboard and mouse if I need to, so yeah. be it. A lot of them on Steam also have controllers, right? They have control schemes that mm -hmm. they've set up for controllers. Cool. I get my RTS library that I've been waiting for in this thing. So the Steam Deck for me is definitely a must buy at some point for me. I'm going to wait. Like I said, I'll probably budget it into next year. I'll see how uh, everybody likes it when it first comes out here. Um, and then I'll budget it in next year. But I think for me personally, this is a huge step forward. This is something that I've been kind of looking for all my life. Like I said, in a perfect world, we'd have one console or one system that played everything, whether it be on a monitor, whether it be on a TV, whether it be handheld, we, we could just buy all of our games in one spot. Yeah. Uh, but we're not going to have that. But this thing is going to come close to that in a lot of ways. And for so for me, this is a dream scenario. Um, and again, we'll see. Again, it's just we don't know anything. We haven't seen it in practice yet. We haven't you know, gotten hands on. Nobody's gotten the ability to see how easy this thing's going to be to work with. But if it lives up to what they're talking about, I'm all in on this thing. I think it has a real chance. Even if, you, you know, like you said, Steele, it's going to start as the hardcore right the hardcore adopt this thing first but if it does take off as we know the ripple effect is huge if people start seeing more and more people play this out in the wild and asking what it is i think it could expand out beyond the hardcore now i'm not i'm not saying switch levels which is not dead Nintendo's not going anywhere <laughs> none, of, none of that garbage <laughs> again i've seen that floating around out there will this push nintendo to maybe speed up their switch pro process or their switch Two? maybe they're going to release it it potentially maybe. could yeah it potentially could but again nintendo's going to do their own thing again respect that hustle over there i've never you know again nintendo ain't they're not going to change overnight. They're not going to all of a sudden be scared of this thing. That's not going to happen. So, but I'm just saying it could push it a little bit, but to see this come out at this time, I think Gabe and valve took a look at what's happening with the switch market, realized that the handheld market is in fact, really, really strong at this point. And there is a place for a system like this. And I mm -hmm. think they wanted to beat a lot of people to the punch when it came to the handheld PC market, because they saw the tech finally get to the point, especially with AMD, uh, to be able to do this now. Mm -hmm. uh, and again, with their aggressive price point, they really want to carve out their space early. Yeah, uh, because Gabe even came out and said it was painful, right? <laughs> it was, this was a this was a painful price point to hit, and so we know what that means. We know that they're either uh, breaking even or they're probably losing money on the hardware, right? That that's probably where we're at, at this point. But they want that adoption. Highly possible, yeah. Right, they want that adoption rate because that's going to be huge for them. Um, and then I also look to the future. Again, we've talked about it on this show. I've talked about it on other shows. You and I both see a future, uh, you know, when Gabe finally does decide to, you know, you know, kick back and go onto an island somewhere and just enjoy some, uh, enjoy some margaritas or whatever he likes to drink, uh, that there is a potential that Microsoft steps in uh, and, and and makes a move for Valve. Um, and Gabe's relationship with Phil is strong. Uh, we know that they have, they talk a lot. We know that they've met. 
I'm sure Phil was aware of the Steam Deck. Um, I'm sure he was definitely aware of it. Uh, Game Pass coming to Steam has been smoke that's been out there for a long time. It makes sense. Mm -hmm. Again, if you can load your own OS, it's not going to matter. You'll be able to get Game Pass for PC. Um, You'll be able to do all that. You're going to be able to download the Epic Store if you want to. They've already confirmed you're going to be able to have any kind of storefronts you want. Um, So it's Uh an open system. Uh, so so that's really cool so no matter what you're gonna have game pass but at the end of the day if microsoft were to make a play for valve and 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 i say microsoft because it would be a gigantic move it would be probably the biggest in the history of the of video games if they made a move on them um and it would definitely be the corporation microsoft it wouldn't just be xbox that was uh you know taking over uh uh, steam and valve um it would definitely be a bigger play. Um, At the end of the day, you've got your handheld right there that everybody's been clamoring for. And in the interim, there could be a partnership. I could see a partnership. And again, this is just me throwing stuff out there, but I like to think about the possibilities. Xbox could certainly partnership with Valve and get an Xbox branded Steam Deck down the line. Um, and, And it would make perfect sense. They could customize, you know, they could customize the OS, do a lot of different things um, and make it just an Xbox branded Steam Deck, and you have yourself your handheld that everybody's been clamoring for. Um, so that's where I'm at with it. I okay. absolutely love the idea. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for the possibilities and what the future. I love when people push things forward. And this handheld PC market is definitely, again, in only the beginning stages. So I would like to see somebody like Valve jump in with something like this to say, hey, let's go. Let's go. This is a huge market. Let's try it out. Let's let, let, let's give people something at a reasonable price point uh, and see who adopts it and how fast we can get this in people's hands uh, and see where it goes from there. I think it's super cool. And I'm happy for the PC players who have never had this type of option outside of a gaming laptop to be able to take their Steam library wherever they go. That is a huge, huge win for anybody. When you've invested in these games, you have this gigantic library. The more options for you to take it wherever you want to the better so uh, i'm all for it yeah i mean i feel like that's the most important thing man uh again we always hit that nail right back on the head um as far as just having options um i don't see what the problem is of having more options people always try to come at the angle oh what do we need that for nobody wants that and it's like well somebody does um at yep. the end of the day it's it's just accessibility who cares if you want the hardware you're gonna want you're gonna want the hardware to sit down in front of your big old tv like i will or in front of your monitors whatever the case might be to get that experience but if you want something on the go why not have that option and i feel like that's a unique thing to have uh with that being said, man, I mean, you got anything else that you want to say about the uh, this good old Steam Deck, aka Game Gear? Nope, nope. I think, I think we're good to go. Again, it's all it's all going to just be a matter when we get it in people's hands, and we'll see the day one adopters. The good news still is that this community yesterday was as excited as I've seen for a new piece of hardware. My my Twitter feed was filled with Steam Deck, and people, all sorts of people we're lining up to get this thing yesterday or get to reserve their spot to have the chance to, to, to buy it when, when they finally open up orders. Uh, so for me, we're going to have a whole lot of people, trusted people in this community, trying this thing out. We're going to have people trying it out in different ways. I know there's already going to be people who are going to be all over the mod scene. I know there's people who are going to use it straight for steam OS. Uh, you know, there's going to be people that, you know, use it as a daily handheld. There's going to be people that use it as a doc, you know, uh, the majority of the time. So we're going to have a really good 
clear picture from a lot of different sources about how this thing can be used, how it performs, um, and, and what it's going to look like in real world application uh, in all sorts of scenarios. So yeah. that's what I'm excited about because we're we're definitely going to know if this thing lives up to the hype or if they've got things to work on. We're going to know about that. Um, you know, maybe for future iterations as the tech even gets better and better. Uh, but again, with Zen two RDNA two, it's future proofed in a lot of ways. It's going to have a lot of uh, ability that we don't even know about down the road as these devs get used to this uh, new, uh, you know, uh, RDNA two and the tool sets and all that kind of stuff. So who knows where it goes, but we are definitely going to get some real life experiences from this community because man, there was a lot of people who got them. So you yeah. know what? That's going to be cool. So I can't wait. Yeah, man. I mean, it's an exciting, it's an exciting thing to think about, man. Um, yeah. With that being said, man, I mean, uh, what else, what else what else would you like to get into man uh what other, what other no. things are kind of p- picking your fancy or really itching at you to really be get into being talked about man well, um, what, and what? why you're thinking about that for a second um yeah what's up with all these beautiful people in chat man <laughs> y'all are in here just getting there. it in 108 is in here the dragon himself welcome to the kingdom man uh let me split Shout screen out to man. we're here man 9 a.m central 10 a.m eastern 3 p.m uk time man yeah we had some things going on last week took care of some personal things everything is going swell for me at this moment um things are kind of getting pushed back uh getting covid trying to get knocked out out of the way trying to stay out of the way of this variant that they got going on shout out to loki if you for those who've watched that um but with that being said man uh what you what you got on your mind man well, hey, man, the two, I mean, we, we got to kind of, we kind of got to hit the two uh, top dogs of the two biggest, uh, two of the biggest players in the industry right now, I think. Okay. Uh, both, both Bill and Jim Ryan had some interesting interviews. They did. Uh, over the past week and two. Bill definitely uh, did. So uh, uh-huh. definitely, I think we should probably touch on those um, because I think they had some really good quotes, uh, you know, again, uh, Phil's interview with kind of funny um, was, was uh, definitely a very good one. Uh, again, I had some critiques on the IGN interview uh, right. that he did. We both did. Um, yeah. and, 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 you know, so, but I think the kind of funny was a good contrast to that. Uh, you saw kind of funny who is a, obviously a mainstream kind good of example. media at this point. Um, but man, that they, they do a nice job of, again, just no matter what their preferences over there. And I, I, I have critiques of kind of funny as well, no matter who they're, you know, no matter who from over there is speaking, at least they attempt uh, to be natural, to be neutral, to ask good questions and to make the people that they're interviewing feel comfortable. And you could see that Phil was right at home with those guys. They treated him like just another, yeah, they treated him like Phil Spencer, like the head of Xbox, but they also treated him just as a gamer. Right. Yeah. They, 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 as somebody they can just sit back and talk to, not like the IGN thing that they got going on over there, which is crazy. But anyways, um, I really enjoyed the interview. I thought he had some really good thoughts on a whole wide spectrum of ideas. So we should yeah. probably pick some of those out. And then we had Jim Ryan come out and do another interview um, and make some interesting comments himself, uh, which he always does. He finds a way no matter what in his business, very, cut and dry form he always winds up uh, having a few quotes come out that are interesting to uh, digest so uh let, let's talk about those uh we could start with phil first and we'll go into Jim. okay um so let's start with phil so again he was on what kind of funny um had a great interview um and 
uh, you know, some of the, some of the ones we won't cover everything that he said. There's a lot in there. Uh, anybody who has not watched it yet, go check it out. It's well worth your time. I think personally, if you're interested in the industry and kind of what Phil's ideas are, uh, but let's, let's, uh, let's just start, uh, with the big one that kind of caught some traction, uh, which to me is, uh, we kind of talked about an Xbox ultimate last night with, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Phil giving some praise for the dual sense controller. Okay. And talking we can about, talk about that for a little bit. Yeah. We, we just talked about it a little bit. We talked about it at length on Xbox ultimate, but you know, it's still interesting because a lot of people are, are about this, right? A lot of people want to hear about, you know, anything new uh, that they might do to enhance the experience. Right. So for some people, at least. Um, so, you know, Phil had praise for the dual sense said that there were some things that they had seen. And of course I'm paraphrasing here, uh, but they had, uh, obviously looked at the dual sense, saw some things that obviously people liked uh, with the haptic feedback, um, and, uh, the triggers, um, but, uh, and then he said that they may, he said that they may, you know, think about doing some of those things down the road with the Xbox controller. Um, so steel. I'm going to throw this to you first, okay? Uh, since I know I know kind of where you're going because we just talked last night about it. But right, right. Again, what's your overall feeling about changing the controller, adding some of the dual sense features to the controller? Uh, would you like to see it in every controller, or do you think they should start with just maybe the Elite Three if they decide to do that um, and introduce yeah. those features there? Where, where do you think they should go with this? Me, I stand on the side of if you're going to do it, put it in the Elite Three. Um. But at the same time, I also want consistency. You know what I mean? Uh, We talked about that a little bit last night. um, And it's kind of been a thing where, look, um, the Elite One uh, goes down as one of my favorite controllers. What I didn't enjoy about it is that the grips came off of it. Um, The the leather gripping or rubber gripping or whatever you want to call it um, that, that sat on that controller came off on three different controllers that I had. Um, luckily, I had a warranty, so I was just able to swap them out um, as they got messed up or whatever the case might be, and it was cool. But um, it it's blatantly obvious that there needs to be some more uh, thought put, put into the designs and everything like that. Um, and one of the uh, like things that you brought up yesterday, which I co- you know, wholeheartedly agree with, is the whole... Uh, stick drift thing uh stick drift is such a big thing i don't necessarily think it should be as common as it is um at least for nintendo it's super common um there you really don't have the option of uh oh let me just pl- replace one joy con your average consumer is not going to do that um as many people say oh you can just go buy uh, a set of joy cons on amazon or ebay for 10 bucks and do them yourself nobody else wants to do that Y'all have to realize that we may do that because we care. We would rather not spend another $80 for a set of Joy-Cons. But at that same time, if you're spending $80 for a set of Joy-Cons or even the ones that come with the system, they should not go faulty after three months of usage. Now, people can say, oh, oh, well, you shouldn't be so rough. It's not always about people being rough. Like, that's not the answer to everything. Oh, I don't know how you have those problems. Again, that's the whole mantra of, oh, I'm not having problems, so I don't understand how you're having problems. Come on, man. Like, you have to look at everything at the bigger picture and see that there's um, people are getting uh, 
fucking sued over this type of shit, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. There's civil suits over this kind of thing to where it's like, it's a problem. It's a bigger issue than what it should be for manufacturers. I said that put 10, tens of thousands of hours of use on these joysticks. Right. Again, I am also of the mind electronics are electronics. Everything is not perfect. When there's going to be a lot of the times I see some people who get a device and have to replace that same device three or four times before they get a decent one. And then there's people like myself who get a device and it's perfect for me the entire time. Best example, the Elite Series 2. I've seen people, I have two of them. I have one for myself and I have one for my wife. People complain that, oh, there's some joystick, there's some joystick drift and this, that, and the other thing, and people are having certain issues with it. I have not had an issue with either controller since I have bought them. I'm still on my first controller. Right. And I'm not going to say, oh, because I don't have problems. You don't have problems. I'm just going to let you know that I haven't had these certain issues. And, but I can also acknowledge that there is a bigger issue. And yep. mind you, I put use on these controllers. Not I not only because when I game on PC, I use a controller. I don't use keyboard and mouse. I'm not at that stage of my life anymore. You know what I mean? When I was yeah. 10, 8, when I was 8, 10 years old, yeah, that's what I was doing. I was keyboarding and mousing it up. That's how I learned to play. You know what I mean? But controller, well, now that I have my hands on controllers, I play every game. If I don't have controller support, I'm not playing it. So right. uh, so it also carries over my to my Xbox. It's constantly being used as my point. And I'm getting the Elite Series 2 is hands down my most favorite controller to date. There's not a better controller. I've played with a PS5 controller. I cannot stand it. I can't. And it's the whole thing of having the thumbsticks right here. I right. do not like it. And, and it's, I know people are like, oh, you make such a big deal about the controller. Just get over it. It's just a controller. No, it's about comfort. I also play, as I was explaining to y'all last night, I play Claw. I hold my controller right. like this. You know what I mean? I don't hold a controller like a normal person like this. That's old because, school, brother. Because I don't have... You're you too have, young to play with a claw. That started a long time ago. You don't have ago. access to, to hit the buttons <laughs> and control the stick at the same time. I never thought... I never liked that. So I, I, I like the whole claw mentality where you have access to your full controller. Doing it on a PlayStation controller, as much as I could do it, it's annoying. And it cramps my hands up a lot faster than it would on an Xbox controller. And that is such a big difference for me. Um, a, a lot of the things that they have going on, like with the the rumble features or what what is it called? Um, Haptic. I can't think haptics. Thank you. Yeah. Um, with yeah. the haptic triggers and everything, I don't know why that couldn't come up to mind. Yeah, um, that's right. With the haptic right. triggers and everything, that is cute to me. Right. I could care less about it. I don't play with vibrational controllers as is. If it's not a racing game, I don't want vibration in my controller. I don't want my controller to do anything but control the game because I get immersion from the game itself, paying attention and being involved in the gameplay. That's why I'm also a stickler of gameplay. I'm a heavy, like gameplay at the end all to be all is something that's going to keep me invested along with customization, you know, but, um, but gameplay overall is what keeps me invested. You making me feel like I'm getting rained on a little harder on walking through sand. I don't care about that unless I'm playing a VR game. Right. If I have a controller in my hand, I want to be able to control the game to my best, to, to the best uh, uh, accessibility or the best power that I can. You know what I could do with this that I can't do with any controller? You see those nubs? I can change yep. the tension <laughs> in my controller. You can't do that on any other controller. 
Those are these unique things. Like, like people say, oh, I want haptics. Why? Why can't you change the tension in your sticks? Does your does the weight in the controller feel as good? No, it doesn't. You uh, do you have adaptive triggers? Do I don't have to press down that far to get to play to, for my trigger action? I do when I play racing games, but that's different. Now it does. You know this controller does have flaws. There's nubs on here for the for the adaptive triggers, right? That fall off. I can't put one of them back on because it's it's small as hell. Look. <laughs> Look, hold on. Let me see if I can show this to you guys. Uh, for those who are watching, everybody else is just going to have to believe me it's a nub. But look at that, man. <laughs> you see this nub? The camera may not be able to. But you that sits on the adaptive controller, and me just holding it in my hands, it pops out. Yeah. I don't get that. That shouldn't be happening. Like, that's a flaw in design. But, I mean, luckily, it's not. A, it doesn't keep me from using it still. So it is what it is. But... Pong's whole point is let's focus on designing better overall controllers than uh, worrying about making sure that adaptive triggers are in your standard controller. Again, if it's an option, awesome. That's what we're looking for. We're all, we're both down for that. I'm pretty sure I can speak for us both as far as that goes. If you can want to throw in the design lab or whatever the case might be where you can have adaptive triggers of whatever sort, cool. I'm, I'm not ready for it to be in the standard controller. Other than yeah. that, just hey, make it a premium feature. That's hey, Stub, Stubbs, uh, Stubbs had a question for you in chat. He asked, he, he said, uh, uh, hey, I steal, can I uh, ask a question about the Xbox Elite? I was told the other day that Elites are only for try-hard FPS MP, uh, multiplayer games only. Is oh this true? Oh, my God. <laughs> no, man. The controller is whatever you want. See, this is my thing about premium controllers, right? Because premium controllers have been a thing for a long time. Whether you're getting them painted or getting things added to them, they're glowing in the dark, whatever you do. Um, for me, it's about comfort. It's about feel. Uh, one of the main things that sold me on this controller, for example, was the uh, was the stick uh, sensitivity, the stick, the stick tension. The stick tension, the adaptive controllers, uh, the, the grips. I've never, I don't have any issues with this controller. But the thing, the thing that's important to me for controllers, it's about what, you want out of it, right? right. Um, you have to make that investment. If you see spending $150, $180 on a controller is worth it to you, depending right. on how much you use it. Again, I use this controller every day. I don't use any other controller, period. So me spending almost $200 uh, for two of these, $400 for two of these controllers is every bit of worth it to me with warranty because I'm getting the full use out of it. And if I have any issues, I can go right up to my Best Buy they're gonna hand me a brand new controller. I feel like a lot of people should do that with a lot of their electronic devices. Unfortunately, that's just the way that it works. Things aren't made the way that they're used to. But no, to answer your question, Stubbs, Elite controllers aren't made for multiplayer hardcore games or whatever. I feel like the Elite controllers are made for people who want a premium experience with their controller. Well, you know yeah, because I mean? you can customize everything, right? Yeah, so you if access. you want to get da down and dirty with your controller and you want to customize, mm -hmm. uh, you know, layouts for different games and you can have those presets set up, right? With yeah. the Elite, you can yeah, have the presets. Have pre yeah, I yeah, don't, you, but yeah. 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 Right, right, right. I'm just saying, and, and it's and like you said, Steel, it's about how you feel the controller. Like I've never found it necessary to go buy an Elite, right? Uh, with, the, with the problems I've heard about it and stuff, I just never... I've never want to make the investment. I understand the insurance thing. I, again, I guess I'll get into this now. I, I just don't feel like you should have to 
buy insurance. Like I get the I do it all devices though. That's I know, I, I know you do. I, and I don't. <laughs> so so See, for yeah. me, like, and I'm a big electronics dude, but if I'm spending big money, I believe in and I know anything can go wrong. And I get that. <laughs> I get that, right? It's the same with a car. It's the same with anything. But if I spend big money on electronics, I expect it to work. No, and that's uh, right. and, and I expect the money, the manufacturer warranty itself to cover anything that may go wrong within a reasonable amount of time. You know, Again, you know what's I, funny? The only yeah. reason, uh, just not to cut you off, but no, no, no. The go only ahead. reason I ever really started getting insurance on products, and this is a funny yeah. story because yeah. I know it's like this for some people. Um, is because I was running into a problem where, yeah, you get it that manufacturer's warranty and then something yeah. goes wrong right outside of the manufacturer's right. warranty. Right. Right. And then right. you're like, yo, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like all this money down the drain, then you got to spend that exact same money to get that same yeah. product again. You know yep. what I mean? But I do feel yep. you again. I'm, I'm, yeah. a, I'm right there with you. They, they should be investing more, but again, want us to spend the money pong you i know, know you know i know you know i know i know i know i know and i contradict myself in this case with certain things so for me it's like one of those it's one of those gray areas that i walk when i speak about this but i could tell you from experience that like things like even on my oled i didn't get insurance people would call me crazy right people yeah. would call me insane for not doing that with burning and everything else but i just feel like I have faith when I buy these things, certain pieces of equipment. Like I don't have faith in the Xbox controller, right? I don't, <laughs> I don't okay, have okay. faith in, I don't have faith in the PlayStation controllers because I've had problems and I'm not hard on my controllers. You know, this came up last night too. Yeah, you talk about I am not hard on my controllers at all. I'm not one of those guys. I have never, ever, and I can say this in my life, slammed a controller yeah, ever, never, ever, ever, ever. And I'm not a guy who has, you know, gigantic strong hands that just you know mall controllers i've had friends that have done that i've had friends who have had sweat problems with their controllers right they get the sweaty palms and i'm not talking about sweaty just because they're playing hard whenever they're playing with something in their hands like that with a controller they get extremely sweaty hands and it affects the electronics right. i don't have sweaty hands i don't um i don't have any of those issues but i wind up with drift in my controllers now i've had controllers last for lifetime Mm -hmm. uh, they have never had drift, but then, you know, like I was talking last night, the Sonic blue Xbox controller that I bought, uh, lasted three months and it was done two months. It was like mm -hmm. two and a half months, somewhere around there. And I got drift in it. Um, I think my point steel, and you already brought up a lot of my points. Cause you heard me speak about it last night. Um, is that I think there are problems right now with the industry. And I'm talking as a whole, I'm not talking about Xbox right now. I love innovation. So if they want to go ahead and do this stuff, it's not for me. I don't care about rumble in my hands. It right. does not immerse me in the game any more than a normal controller does. I turn vibration off in a lot of games. Some games it doesn't, I don't even notice it while I'm playing. Right so I just never even turn it off. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, whatever. I'm so deep in the game that that doesn't affect me in any way, shape or form. Right. So, but I know for a fact, the triggers are not for me in any way, shape or form. I do not want triggers that want to fight back. I don't care about yeah, feeling tension on that bows so, and all that. That shit is so cute to me. Like that's cool. Right. Like, mm. right. It, it's like sweet. I, I just don't care about it. So I never ever will use that. The haptics again, if they feel great, like, like you said, Steel, like I said last night, I don't care about feeling rain on my hands. It doesn't do anything for me. Some people love it. That's fine. That's great. As yeah, long as it's an cool. option, 
I'm cool with it. Here's my big thing. And it's the point that I brought up last night. There are engineering, simple engineering or what should be. And again, I'm not a designer, simple, simple engineering problems that have existed for a long time in controllers. The main one being stick drift. Yeah. They, again, the industry for the most part used one company across the board for all of their joystick parts. Now, psycho, Psycho Knots 8, shout out to brother. Uh, he came up, he said last night he thinks Xbox has now switched it because of the class action lawsuits that are out there. They've switched companies, and that may be the case. I don't know. I haven't investigated yet whether or not that's the case. Um, but the deal is, is that for decades, they were using the same exact manufacturer for all the joystick parts. And what do you know? Everybody had, uh, you know, to some degree, drift problems. Right. right. And I think this is an engineering problem that needs to be fixed. Again, I don't expect a lifetime of use out of my controllers, especially for us gamers who game a lot of hours. I, I don't expect that. It's going to happen no matter what. It's going to wear down. I get that. Mm -hmm. But again, out the box, do I expect them to at least last a year for a hardcore gamer? Yeah. And I don't think that should be unreasonable. <laughs> I, I really don't. I, I just... No, I, I think they should last for at least, they should be guaranteed for at least a year uh, before they start seeing any signs of wear at the minimum. Um, so for me, that's where I'm at with it, that they should fix those problems first before they put new ideas in. Again, I love innovation. So if they're going to do it, they're going to do it. That's fine as long as it's an option. But I don't think they should be spending their time there. I think they should be spending their time fixing the basics before they advance further along. Because again, more, more, more ideas you put into something, the more issues you can potentially have. We've heard about dual sense issues. Uh, it hasn't been maybe widespread, at least from what we've heard of so far. But we have heard of triggers breaking. Uh, we have heard of obviously the haptics taking away from battery life, which is a huge problem, especially in a dual sense, because you can't replace that battery. You just got to mm -hmm. go buy a new controller. Uh, battery life has always been an issue for PlayStation. Um, you know, as the, as the years go by, that battery dies off, which again, all rechargeables do, but you, you don't have the option to replace it. That's why I love the Xbox option. Um, and for me, again, like I said last night, the other big one is the dual sense went up by $10. Yeah. Um, I do right. not want to be charged for an option that I'm not going to use. If you're going to do this, that's fine. But I do not want the only controller to be out there to be $70 for Xbox when yeah. I'm not going to use those features, right? That That's pure and simple, especially this type of feature where it's going to be hit or miss. Not every dev is going to use it. Not every dev is going to adopt it. Um, there are going to be some games that use it fully. There's going to be some games that use it partially. There's going to be some games that don't use Just it. Just like all. any other feature. Yeah. Just like any other feature. Right. So for me, I don't want to be charged for that, uh, at all. So again, if Phil says this is a good thing and he wants to go do it, they're going to go do it. That's fine. I think it should start out as a, an option, <laughs> an option, right? Yeah. Pure and simple. Don't, so for, yeah. for me, that's where I stand with this. Um, Steele, did you have anything out of Phil's interview outside of the controller stuff that you... Yeah, man. Um, one of the other things that I wanted to bring up because I thought it was extremely important um, was just the their conversation about the preservation of gaming history, right? Or just gaming overall. Um, like I pulled up uh, here on PC Gamer. Uh, they were talking about the potential loss of video game history is something that Xbox uh, boss Phil Spencer thinks about. Uh, he states like this, I really wish as an industry we'd come together and help preserve the history of what gaming is about so we don't lose the ability to go back. 
he said during the kind of funny interview again i'm getting this from pc gamer um i feel like that's an important part um and i'll dive into that here right after this next part because this kind of ties everything in and he because he speaks to it yeah um he says i think about what the paley center did for tv Haley early on saw uh, early on saw the TV industry was getting ready to literally throw away the tapes that these old TV shows were on. And he said, hey, I want to archive those because at some point somebody will want to go back and watch the Ed Sullivan show or something. And those things shouldn't be thrown away as an industry. I would love it if we came together to help preserve the history of what our industry is about so we don't lose access some of the things that got us here today. Again, um, this is this is something that is extremely important. I wanted to see if I could pull it up on Edge itself, uh, just so that you guys can see what I'm pulling from. Also, let me. See. Yep. And uh, bada bing, bada boom. Um, so again, nice, nice, nice. As it states, as an industry, I'm going to say this statement one more time. I would love it if we came together to help preserve the history of what our industry is about so we do not lose access to some of the things that got us where we are today. This statement in itself is so powerful. If you do not understand what Xbox is going for, if you do not understand what Microsoft Play is, if you do not understand why gaming is now a pillar of what Microsoft is doing this statement tells you everything that you need to know in this one sentence because this is something and again this is something we've been speaking about since day one gaming should be is art and should be treated as such movies are art and should be treated as such you don't think about how old those movies are until you start watching them and even them and even then, excuse me, it's more of a attraction to you because it's like it's memories that are deeply bedded within your memory banks and your brain that bring up all this, um, you know, great feelings and butterflies inside you that help you, uh, you know, reminisce and whatnot. And those memories should not ever be forgotten because those are the things that help us grow. Those are the things that have an impact on us as people. And those are the things that have uh, been an influence on any industry overall. The preservation in gaming, giving you accessibility, giving you options that you didn't have before. Nobody took this into consideration. The crazy thing is, this is something that's always been prevalent on PC. This is what PC has always had. It's preservation. I can go right now and play any game that I ever wanted to. Matter of fact, I could emulate any game that ever existed to this day. Why is it complicated for a common console that is has a backlog, has a history of whatever game and whatever content, whatever uh, IP, and it can't carry it forward through generations. It doesn't make any sense. And why not speak to those, uh, to those things because it's what matters. How can you understand? It's one of the things I get on my girls about all the time. Like, I don't mind them playing Minecraft. I don't mind them wanting to play Fortnite. I don't mind them playing uh, Humans Fall Flat or whatever the case might be. But my daughter asked me the other day, hey, uh, daddy, I want, I, I want to buy this game. Can, can we buy this game? You know what I told her? I said, hey, this is one of the rules that I have. Hey, if you want me, if you want to buy this game, 
you need to beat one of these other games first. And it's one of those things where, because I want her to understand what gaming is about. Like, cool, you like Minecraft, but you need to also understand what else is out there so you're not locking yourself in this space because I know a lot of people do that. Um, right. You know what I mean? And it's also about that experience with your kids, right? You get into it with them, you play with them, you sit down and watch them or whatever, and you give them this entire experience. And it also could be a life lesson because what I've seen in my daughter, at least, is that she's at that kind of age where, um, I think a lot of kids are like this nowadays, unfortunately, but I can remember I had some issues with it um, back in the day too, where just as a kid, you get into something difficult and you quit quickly. Like it's not a hesitation. You, it's like you get you get frustrated and you just turn it off. And as a kid, that's a high, that's understandable because you you want the path of least resistance, and you can do that in your creative modes and everything else. How can you ever? How can you develop your skills and get better or understand what gaming is overall about if you don't get at least some of the root right? Um, right. So, and it's just one of those things, and it got it just goes kind of hand in hand because, uh, again, like I tell her, uh, you got to got to learn where you kind of come from, right? So, this sentence in itself speaks so much. Uh, so, I kind of want to ask you about it, Pong, too. Yeah. From this statement, out of everything that I talked about and was brought up in that kind of funny interview, again, when I bring up the statement that as an industry, I would love it if we came together to help preserve the history of what our industry is about. So we do do not lose access to some of the things that got us where we are today. What does this sentence do for you? Um, how do you feel about this? And again, like we always talk about this whole preservation in gaming, man. Um, speak on it. Yeah. Uh, again, this goes back to everything that Microsoft has been doing, um, you know, with the backwards compatibility, this just falls right in line uh, with what we've heard from Phil. This is consistent statements, right? This is something that obviously we know anybody who has listened to Phil talk um, and seen the moves that Xbox has made. Um, it definitely is near dear to heart. He's not, he's not giving us lip service when it comes to this. This, this guy is a gamer at heart. Uh, that's how he started out. He's always been one. He's talked about it in many interviews that his whole entire life has been gaming, uh, much like myself, much like yours, um, that this is a hobby that he took up very early on and it has been uh, with him forever. And again, um, he understands the history. Now, some people, you know, some people move on very quickly and always look forward to the future and always look for what's coming next and what have you done for me lately. Uh, but there is a certain uh, set of people who do understand that the history of where we came from in anything is as just as vital as to where we are going and oftentimes directs where we are going um, and can predict where we are going in a lot of ways as well. So Phil gets it, yeah. right? Phil gets this completely. He gets the concept of what this means. And he understands that as we get further into the digital age, as tech continues to just explode everywhere, right? That the industry itself, the, the main industry should come together at this point, use these tech, these tech advances, not only for making a content now and in the future, but looking back and saying, hey, how do we make sure we keep all of this safe? Right. At a time when old hardware, you know, how, I mean, how many, Pong, how many original Pong consoles can you come across <laughs> in the wild anymore that are still operational working, right? 
Not too many, right? How, how many Ataris are still out there working? I'm sure there's a lot of them, but in, in overall terms, how many more disappear each year, right? How many more, you know, die or whatever the case may be each year. And we're not going to have the chance to go back with the physical media, uh, you know, that that's out there and necessarily be able to play those, you know, whether we're talking, you know, five years from now, or whether we're talking 50 years from now, you know, Phil sees the future that video games are always going to be a part of, of culture, right? There, there are a permanent now member of that wherever they go, right? Again, if we wind up all being able to step into a virtual reality, uh, you know, fully full body experience, virtual reality, where you can actually live inside another world, if that even winds up being the case, it's still going to be a version of a game at the end of the day, right? So, so he sees this future where video games are always going to be there, and he wants to make sure that none of it is lost. We've already heard some horror stories of coding being lost, of games being lost forever, because, the, again, back in the day, nobody thought about preserving them. Nobody thought about holding it on. People were very careless with it. Hard drives got deleted. Uh, you know, game companies close, and that those games are gone forever, right? And because nobody picks it up. Nobody picks up the IPs, the content. I'm not talking about just the big stuff. I'm talking about all the little stuff. All that stuff is one important piece to this entire industry and should be preserved in the best way possible. We've heard of, you know, Phil obviously talked about TVs and movies and that kind of stuff being preserved um, because a lot of that stuff has been lost to history too. How many times have, have we heard movie studios, you know, again, due to fires and, and, and uh, you know, the original reels being burnt up or whatever the case may be, um, you know, and that kind of stuff or people or people discovering things that they thought had been lost for years and they find the original print, right? That stuff is real. And again, as we move through to the future, Phil has an eye on that saying, look, the industry as a whole, and it's going to be very difficult. We talked, we touched on this a little bit on Xbox Ultimate last night or behind the scenes too, but it's going to be very difficult for the industry as a whole, just because it's so complex with all the individual rights uh, and, you know, the IP ownership and, and uh, licensing rights and all that kind of stuff. It's a, it's, it's a very complex issue when it comes to video games. But the industry has to come together because this is important for future generations to be able to go back and experience. If somebody wants to go back and experience the original Pong, they should be able to do that, whether it, whether it's five years or whether it's 50 years from now. Somebody should be able to go back and say, hey, I want to see where it all started. Let me see what this thing's all about. I've heard about this game Pong with, 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 with bars and, and, and two little dots on the screen, right? That, I want to go see what this thing was about. They should be able to go do that. And you should be able to experience those things the same way that they originally were created. Uh, you know, again, we see a lot of content being updated. We see new, you know, variations, uh, you know, being rebooted, but at the same time, this is something that should be, or the original should be kept and the original should be made playable. Um, and again, it's going to be very hard to do, but they can do it. Um, if they if they got together as a group to say, hey, this is important. Let's do everything we can. Everybody agree upon this, that we're going to create some kind of library of video game history that when a IP is no longer viable, an IP is no longer something that 
that that holds value in ownership that we're going to make sure that we take that IP and we place it in this vault and we make sure that the generations ahead are able to access it in an original form and be able to play it so that we can keep that history alive. And I think that's something, and again, I don't know all the particulars. I don't know. I, I can't even wrap my head around what it would take to get something like that done, but I think it should do. Uh, Dragonheart Yobi, I feel like the gaming industry should move towards uh, not keeping vital information or coding on hard drives anymore, should move it towards secure online storage so that way it isn't lost. Great idea, Yobi. Again, as tech moves forward, as we get more options out there in order to store this information, absolutely, I agree with you. 100%. And I think that is an important thing. And I'm glad Phil brought it up. Yeah, uh, it was it was a uh, it was something that I also caught my attention when he was talking about it. I know you and I talked behind the scenes. But for you and I, we know it's important. Uh, we agree upon this. And I think uh, I'm glad that there's somebody like Phil, who's at least talking about it, because you don't hear a whole lot of talk about this. You, you don't outside of maybe podcasts and, and, and enthusiasts and collectors and that kind of stuff. You don't hear that talk come from the big, the big shots a lot. They're always talking about what's coming down the road. Hey, look, we got these great new games coming out, blah, blah, blah. It's always about the business side of things. Uh, Phil obviously gets it again as a gamer. And I'm happy that there's somebody like him in the position that he's in to speak out about it. And I hope people take notice and take him seriously. And maybe some people reach out and they start conversations. If he, if he hasn't already started those conversations, I, I think that would be great that, that would at least we get the beginning steps of some kind of preservation going forward uh, started right now. So that's, that's where I'm at with it. Yeah. And um, also, I mean, shout out to uh, Andy Chalk, uh, for a PC gamer, he's the one that wrote this article also. He writes in here, uh, but for broader consideration of game preservation, Spencer believes that cloud gaming can play a much bigger role because it el eliminates the need to invest in old hardware or figure, figure out emulators. Um, right. And that's something we also spoke on earlier. Not everybody wants to deal with all that. But the reason I wanted to kind of continue this is because this is one final thing that I wanted to throw in there for the people so you can get a full understanding of where Microsoft may be going or where the overall headspace of what Xbox is. Again, it's Xbox 20, 20 years of Xbox to this date. Um, so it's like, we want to bring these things up, right? Uh, but in a similar sense, Spencer said more recent releases benefit from online services like Xbox Live and Game Pass, not just for preservation purposes, but as a way of plotting possible futures that they may not otherwise get. So, quote, this is the quote, another quote from Phil. Seeing more people playing something like Prey or Dishonored, or you can go back to Fable, you can talk about those games. And for us, as we sit back as a creative organization and watch what people are interested in, it gives us more data to think about the things we might pick up and take forward with new ideas and new teams that might want to go do that. It's again, man, it, it just solidifies those things able to go back um and use and maybe pull from different ideas uh maybe carry certain things forward i mean people go on and on and on about oh why don't we go back on in these other games go to castlevania and now make it a 3d uh take it put it in a 3d aspect and uh let's make it a third person game i just want that same game but put it in a third person form and you could literally do that but games have to be able to be uh preserved excuse me again um <laughs> And have the it's art steel, like you yeah. said. 
I'm not cutting you off, but it's no, art. Good. Like you said, like we always talk about this, this. You've made that a major focus. Shout out to Everborn Saga, who also makes that a major focus of his talks. It's an art. And what do we do with great works of art? We try to preserve them. How many great arts of, or how many great works of art have been lost throughout history? Probably we don't even know about a lot of them, right? It's incomp, you know, it's incomprehensible how many things have been lost throughout history. So again, if we're gonna say that video games are an art, which you and I both agree upon, then we should do everything in our power, especially with the technology that we have nowadays, to preserve it and to keep it for future generations, no matter what. Exactly, that's the entire point. Now, to kind of start wrap, uh, getting into the end of the show, because we also want to talk about this. Let's talk about the opposite end of the spectrum, Pong. Yeah, yeah. Where we also have Jim Ryan coming in, talking yep. to TMT Post, a yep. Chinese publication. <laughs> why can't he talk to gaming sites? Why, why does he have to go to GQ? Why does he have to go to TMT Post in China? Why can't he just talk to a like like Phil on Kind of Funny, Phil on IGN, even though I didn't like the interview, but it doesn't matter. Phil on IGN, Phil, Phil on Kind of Funny, Phil on uh, what was the other podcast he was on? I totally forget. I always um, escapes my I always forget. Anyways, goes to the yeah. small gaming, some of these smaller gaming podcasts and even does interviews. Why does Jim Ryan have to go to these these suit places I, again i know that's his comfortability and i know that's who he is but jim come on try to come down amongst the little people please try to come down i, I again i respect you you were put in this position for a reason you're a businessman you're a numbers guy i get it but please try to come down to our level every once in a while and, and talk and and, and con connect with your customers a little bit outside of these places Sorry, I had to do that. I, no, I mean, like, no, you're good. It's so weird. It's it, just strange. It, 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 it is strange because he also said some strange things in, in this yeah. interview, right? Yeah, yeah, um, he's got sorry, some quotes. I was, I was writing some things in here, um, but I, I'll just, I'll start off with saying this. Um, one of the key points that they start off with is that um, he said in that interview that it's better to wait and have a great game than to rush and have a game that is okay or quite good. Now, Starting off with that quote's not a bad quote. I can agree oh, with that. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. I can. Okay, cool. That's yep. what's up. Um, but he continues mm -hmm. and says, "Players only remember best games rather than okay games. If it is a best game, players may want a sequel, and they will also want to buy a sequel. But no one really cares about a game that is only okay." He concludes that Sony won't settle for less. We want the best. Okay reasonable i can understand that he cites rights and clank rift apart as an example a game he's been playing recently uh rise definition of a best game is one is do we believe that <laughs> do we do we really believe that <laughs> Listen, okay uh, ryan's definition of a best game is one on which can arouse certain emotions of the players oh so jim you know about emotions <laughs> um such as making the player feel excited Jim, you know how to feel excited? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, feel the adrenaline rush or feel happy or sad. Wait, were you, were you, did blowing on the controller make you happy? <laughs> sorry, sorry. Anyway, um, again, Sony's yeah, first party it. teams have been excelling over the last decade or so. So, and many of their games certainly pack an emotional punch uh, 
indeed the best ps5 games are by and large are by and large the ones produced by playstation studios um it is possible that so uh that ryan is alluding to something slightly different Though what's clear is his aim for Sony software lineup to be industry leading. That means games are anything less or unlikely to return. Such as series as Gravity Rush, Day is Gone. While fine games uh, haven't, while they are fine games, they haven't lived up to that same standard as God of War, Last of Us, or Horizon Zero Dawn. It seems Ryan's only really looking for home runs. The um, now this article is rolled by steven talby i'm um, also pull that up on the screen right there so get check that out uh make sure that i'm not capping about what i was reading um so but you can check that out it's published by push square not to them again is there anything that was crucial that he brought up in this not really but at the same time you see where sony's mentality is at um, everybody wants to question and say, oh, get rid of Jim Ryan. Oh, why is there these games that are coming out? Uh, I only care about these AAA bangers, as they, everybody likes to say. Uh, these are the reasons why you're getting that. Uh, again, we're seeing that uh, there's a certain expectation. That's, you know, I'm not, there's not enough. Um, again, it doesn't attract everybody. Um, Sony lives off of the popular popularity of the console. It is a world-known brand. It's been out, what it was out at least. Um, it was out. It was it was one of the first consoles that really uh flooded the market. Um, and that's mainly because it had so many other things going for it: the DVD drive, the um access uh accessibility uh backwards compatibility that they no longer believe in are having a hard time with nowadays which is crazy to think about right um because that was one of the bigger reasons you got a ps2 you can play ps1 games you can watch dvds you could do whatever you wanted right um uh, and now you're seeing that they're coming away from that because games like god of war last of us and horizon zero dawn are the money makers i mean they're putting out director's cuts now so um or or self-embodied deluxe editions so um this will pass this off to you pong just to kind of start off with you man uh i just wanted to start off with some light feelings how do you feel about these things that he was saying man how do you feel about some of the things that he's alluding to um as far as them focusing on their bigger budget games focusing on uh their bigger titles um because right. they're they want quality man what's up no on its on its surface i don't have a problem because i understand again I'm starting again. I'll never know Jim personally, right? Never. Um, I don't know how many people ever will. Um, but from the surface level, from all these interviews, we're starting to get a real clear picture of what Jim's about, right? And again, we, I, again, when we talk about this stuff, we have a fun time and and you know little, <clears throat> the Lion Ryan memes and and dancing, you know, dancing moves Jim Ryan and Jim dancing moves mm -hmm. Ryan and all that kind of stuff has been out there and it's it, it's funny and, and he definitely has deserved a ton of the criticism and I, but I still respect the man because he worked his way up through a, a giant yeah. corporation to the position he's in. Uh, he's obviously good at what he did. He led the European division to all time records. And again, we can debate how that happened or, or why that happened all we want, but at the end of the day, he still performed and in any company or corporation as big as Sony, it, it takes a lot to get noticed. Um, and it takes somebody 
with a knack and a, a extreme knowledge of what they're doing to get there. Now, his knowledge is obviously based in performance. His knowledge is obviously based in numbers, and that's what he looks at all day long. And that's his that's what his eye is for. His eye is uh, I don't believe necessarily on creativity. He just wants to know what that creativity produced at the end of the day when it right. comes to value, right? That That's what he's looking at. So unlike Phil, I don't believe he's a gamer. <laughs> um, I, I Again, I don't know him personally, uh, but I don't on the surface believe that he is playing ripped apart right now. I believe he's probably watching somebody play it. Uh, that, that's, that, that, that would be my uh, opinion on that. But again, when he speaks on this specific topic as far as uh, the quality, uh, you know, that Sony expects and that that's what their focus is. And that, that in his mind, only people only remember and talk about the best of the best. Right. right. Okay. Look, yes. Again, it's opinion based, but <laughs> it's opinion based, but again, do, do the, you know, does everybody know Michael Jordan? Uh, and again, I'm not, not gonna get the Michael Jordan LeBron date, but does everybody LeBron debate? But does everybody know Michael Jordan? Yes, absolutely. Why? Because he was a goat, right? He was he was the greatest of all time. He's at the top of peak of his performance. Does everybody remember uh, you know, some of the bench players from the Bulls? No, they don't, right? Because they weren't the best of the best, right? But there's a whole lot of gray in between there. But from Jim Ryan's point of view, I understand why he makes a quote like this, because in his mind's eye, he is seeing that the people are willing to buy the best of the best, go out and rebuy the best of the best in a director's cut. He's seeing that nonstop. Um, I will also give him a little bit of credit because a lot of what he says sounds like it would stagnate creativity and maybe we'll, we'll see that in the future. Maybe we won't see as many uh, new ideas come out of the Sony studios as we have in the past that mm -hmm. has yet to be determined that can do that as well. If that's your sole focus, but I will say ghost of Tsushima as a new IP came out of nowhere, right? Came out of nowhere. And a lot of people call it, I haven't had a chance to play it yet, but a lot of people call it had it as their game of the year. And that was a brand new IP. That was a risk that the studio was allowed to do. Um, my question, if you dig a little deeper into it, is if he is saying that that's what they're going for, would a game like Sea of Thieves survive? Would a yeah. game like Grounded survive, right? Yeah. Underneath Jim Ryan's eye and, and his values. Sea of Thieves came out in a uh, terrible state. We'll just say it flat out, right? People hated it. Uh, they, they, there was a small base of people who stuck with it and props to them. Again, they liked what they saw. Cool. Great. But overall it was critically panned. It was not like the, you know, it was not perceived well at all, but Microsoft Xbox um, allowed them to continue to grow that game, right? They allowed them to continue to push forward in that game. And now it is one of the all time best selling games, most played games in Xbox history, Right. So would that game have died under Jim Ryan's watch? That's where I start questioning comments like this. Now, again, I don't know for a fact. We don't really have any case studies outside of, I will point out, Days Gone. Okay? Days Gone was a brand new IP, did not hit right, did not sell like they thought it would, does have a pretty hardcore base of people who love that game now, especially after all the patches. But would we see, and, and we already know that they are not working on it on a sequel as of yet. And a lot of that 
comments came out that was because Sony was not happy with the sales that it produced. Even though it was a brand new IP, even though that the team was kind of getting their their feet wet in the AAA sector, right. even though a lot of things you know say, hey, if you let this continue to go grow and you give them a chance to do a sequel, they could come out with something really special, right? There's a lot of you know a lot of things that are pointing that say this this team should be allowed to make another one of these, right? Um, but that's not happening at this point. And that's where I think these quotes kind of get questionable is, is down the road, are we going to see less risk taking from Sony? Um, are we going to see less chances, uh, you know, on, on studios being able to develop? Now, again, we just saw Returnal, right. uh, you know, come out, which I'm happy about. I am, you know, I will be trying it out at some point. Um, and they allowed that team to make that game, which necessarily wasn't the biggest uh, game. It wasn't the stereotypical uh, over, you know, it was third person. Uh, it was over the shoulder, but it wasn't your stereotypical narrative driven game. It was a much more niche game. Right. Uh, but th that was allowed to be made. Right. So, mm -hmm. so we have a couple different things that, that point to different ways, contradict uh, what I'm talking about here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I'm just curious as to going forward, how this is going to play out um, again, over the long run, um, Sony's going to continue to pump out what they know how to pump out. Uh, they're going to continue to produce and reproduce game after game uh, that they know sells to their base. Right. And that's fine. That, that is totally fine. We've heard rumblings that some of these new studios that they brought on or, or some of the third party studios they've done deals with maybe working on multiplayer games. So that, that is an aspect that they've been lacking in. So I'm not ready to say that Jim is is pigeonholing uh, Sony mm -hmm. and PlayStation yet. I'm not ready to say that. Um, I think there's some signs that they are listening to things outside of what they already know, which is third-person narrative, over-the-shoulder-driven type games. Mm -hmm. I think they are seeing that there are is a bigger audience out there for that. Uh, and they may push into those spaces as well and try things. Okay. Um, so I'm not ready to say that Sony or that 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 Jim is is just simply, um, you know, again pigeonholing or just not allowing uh, for PlayStation to create a diverse lineup from the first party studios. That he's only demanding that they make a certain type of of, of game. Um, I, I think it's too early for that. But again, all these little comments that he makes always kind of seem to line up that way. Um, yeah. And you just wonder what that's going to lead to down the road um, and what it's going to wind up missing down the road if he does not allow the creative freedom of the studios that we've heard that Microsoft and Xbox are currently allowing for, that they're just hands off on these studios and letting them do what they want to do and see what comes of it. Um, and, and so we'll see. It's, it's an interesting, interesting uh, interview. Um, you know, he, he made, he, you know, he made some other comments in there and it didn't make the biggest headlines. Um, but you know, for me, that one definitely stood out. Um, and I think that the other one that didn't get a whole lot of traction, which I was kind of surprised about some people were thinking God of war, uh, Ragnarok was going to be probably early 2022. His comment was a year or so when they asked him about God of war, he said a year or so. Um, that would push it into Q2, Q3 mm -hmm. territory, possibly holiday. Um, so we might not see God of War for a while. Um, so that's something to keep your eye on, especially if Horizon gets pushed. Um, 
into 2022. I would imagine Horizon would be Q1. Uh, and then do you bookend, depending on what else you got, uh, Horizon uh, early? And then do you bookend it with God of War in Q4? Uh, that's kind of a light first party lineup. Uh, we don't know about Forspoken yet where that's going to fall in. Um, but it's looking a little light, which we kind of knew was going to happen here with what they're doing. They got these director cuts to kind of fill in the holes, which is fine. That's great. Uh, they're going to have third party deals. But, uh, you know, that 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 was another one that caught my attention. A year or so leaves a, open a whole lot of room for movement with that yeah. game. So, yeah, that's where I'm at with it, man. Did okay. you catch anything else out of that one? Um, not that was pretty much it on that. I mean, the yeah. the I mean the biggest thing was just him speaking on again, just reassuring the people what we've kind of been always uh speaking to the fact that they're looking at what what is making the money right now, right? Um, they're gonna yeah. release these director's cuts. They're gonna bring these games to PC. I don't know why game why gamers or people are just trying to ignore that fact. It's something that needs to happen. Uh, again, it goes back right back into that preservation conversation. Um, if you want to pre uh <laughs> preserve PlayStation for what they stand for, you gotta support them, man. And no matter what platform that they end up putting their content on. Uh, again, that's why Xbox is getting all the love that it's getting because no matter what, you're still supporting Xbox. Yep. I, I don't, I don't, and I don't see that as a bad thing. Uh, again, for me, the what's only what's funny, what's funny to me about the entire conversation um, with Jim Ryan is again, uh, everything is is perspective. Um, yep. What's a great game to you uh, is is in the eye of the beholder, man. Uh, and I'm not going to hold those same values. Again, uh, Sony still hasn't put out a game for me to invest into the console, into their console space, into their uh, ecosystem. It is what it is. Um, if they are games that when I did get a system that I would uh, maybe check out at that point, if they're on a service like PlayStation Now, whatever the case might be, or maybe if I can get them cheap, sure, I would check them out. But none of them are games that I want to play right now that I need to play. And again, me being confident in who I am as a gamer, um, I know where my interests lie. Um, yeah. And right now, again, you have to you have to pull me in some way or uh, some way, shape, or form. And they haven't done that yet. Um, right. None of the PlayStation Directs. None of the uh, what the. Uh, what 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 is it called that they that they've been doing? Uh, it's not called the direct. Uh, it's called the um. What? What's that recent thing that they did uh, uh here recently? And not it's not a PlayStation Now. Um, it's a um. Lord, I can't think of the name of it. Lord Jesus, it's one. Of the, it's one of their events. Oh, you mean that E3? Oh, you stay to play? Stay to play. Thank you. Lord <laughs> Jesus, I couldn't think of the day. Thank I was wondering you. where you're you go. going with this. Yes. Like, hey, um, none of their yeah. state of plays have shown me anything that I'm um, I really interested in, whatever the case. And again, that's just me. Everybody's different in their own ways. If you are getting love out of that, enjoy it, man. That's what it's about. That We as gamers uh, go where the games are and we enjoy what we enjoy. Uh, it is what it is. I'm not going to hold that against anybody, uh, but it just reiterates what we know. Uh, there's no negatives in that. I, I don't want to, there's nothing to throw smoke at. There's nothing to throw shade at. It's just, again, uh, him reiterating. He's a business dude, man. Uh, you can listen to him telling you that he plays games or not, but right. it's, <laughs> it's completely on to you, man. Um, if, you're, if you're getting enjoyment 
uh, out of that service over there and everything yep. that you're getting. Absolutely. Hey, man, thumbs up. I appreciate you. And hopefully uh, you're tuned in and sub to, to the Living Split Screen Morning Show where we continue to give you that <laughs> uneccentric or non-eccentric gaming platform content uh, that high energy, that octane, that authenticity that me and my bro Paul can bring you uh, every 9 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Eastern, and 3 p.m. UK time uh, on Saturday morning, man. That's what we do. Paul. Right. We're two, uh, two and a half hours in, man. Again, I don't I don't know, understand how we do this, but we've had an excellent conversation this far. And before we get into this day in gaming, I wanted to shout out everyone in the chat again look i want you to if you're in the chat let us know hey send us a hey send us a yo what's going on let us know if you're still rocking and vibing with us share it out like subscribe we're back at it man we took a week off i got some personal things handled more personal plays and going down me and pong the living split screen are going on a run this week yeah got, we are i got the, the whole tour. next week off man Got the whole next week off as I get ready to go step into my next adventure. So I'm going to be on a tour. So y'all be locked in, tuned in. Uh, sub to uh, go follow Living Split Screen on Twitter. I know we're not very active. We're all we're always active on our own channels. Uh, well, on our own pages. So it kind of is what it is. Uh, along with the kind of the personal things that are going on. Uh, but shout out to everybody that's here. Timmy, what's going on, Master Clowns? Uh. Stanley Francois. Yes, Stanley. Dragonheart Yobi, Matt Barnes, Six Slayer. What's going on, my guys? Matt Barnes said he's got us, he got us on the big screen. Matt Barnes again. Hopefully the video <laughs> is coming through. How do I smoothly. look, man? How do I look? Uh, hopefully, uh, <laughs> what I'm saying is also betraying is also portraying through the video content for those who are watching. And again, like I always say, if you're listening to us on audio platforms afterwards. We're on Spotify, Apple, Google, anywhere you get your RSS feeds or you get your podcast at, we're also there. Uh, I started a few weeks ago uploading same day to those audio platforms. So you'll get it about an hour after this uh, this show ends and uh, you can enjoy the content there, man. Uh, so much love to everybody who's been supporting. We're on the road to a thousand subs. We're over 240 right now. It's been an exciting thing. I don't know if me and Pong expected to be here. We're 16 episodes in with two over 240 subs. It's nothing but love and appreciation that you guys have shown us. Again, uh, we love to involve y'all. If y'all got questions, y'all got things that we want to talk about, it doesn't have to always be about the news. This passion extends through everything in gaming. I let us in chat. Um, we'll get to some of those questions towards the end of the show. Um, I do want to start doing that kind of thing. Or just hit us in the DMs. Say, hey, Pong, still. I, I would really love if y'all talked about this, if y'all dive deep, deep dive into some of these topics. And but we'll see what we can do for y'all, man. Um, with that being said, Pong, is there anything else that you want to touch on before I hop into this day in no. game? No, make me feel old, Steel. Let's go. Just make me feel old. I've been prepping myself for this again. You know, that was the good part about last week. I didn't have this feeling, right? That, that was the great part. Oh, that's what it was? Yeah. That, that, was. that was the best part. That was the best part of your day that you didn't, that you didn't get Yeah, yeah I didn't have to feel old. And I'm sure there's a lot of people in chat who agree with me. But you know what? It is a fun time. It is good to go through this. So you know what, Steel? You get at it, brother, because it, it is important. So I mean, let, you, you already know what I'm about, man. Oh, I know. My I entire know. reason, and I'm always going to do this because uh, it's kind of what we talked about this episode also, and I'm going to continue to talk about it, 
and preach about it. Gaming is art and should be treated as such. So I love to go back 30 years within gaming history uh, to see the games that have come out on this day in gaming. Um, because I like for people to go in their memory bags, uh, reminisce a little bit on games that they might have played in the past and, uh, you know, bring them to the future. They may bring out new ideas. I never, you never know. There might be a dev in this chat right now to be like, man, I remember that game from back then. I'm going to build a game right now off of that memory. And, uh, you know, they could be the next great game. So. Splinter Cell. Yeah. Anybody out there want to do it? Do it. Splinter Cell is definitely one of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely one of them. Uh, but yeah, man. So this what this this is what this uh, part of the show is for. Again, we come in with the upcoming games, and then we lead out with this day in game. So just to start it off, July seventeenth today, thirty four years ago on the NES, Legacy of the Wizard released in Japan. I'm not familiar with that title. That title is also older than I am. So with that being said, <laughs> moving into the next one. 1992 Super Nintendo release Captain Sabusa 3 Kote no Chosen in Japan excuse me I'm just gonna say I really wish I would have lived in Japan in the 80s and 90s man they had a lot of great things for video games can you imagine what you've been able to play oh yeah oh yeah they had a lot of those uh like cut uh in the cut kind of places a lot of arcades set up back then oh yeah um, on the NES, they le- released Gargoyles Quest 2. Uh, I watched Gargoyles back in the day. Yeah, show. so did I. But I don't think that's the same Gargoyles. Probably not. Probably not. Uh, <laughs> NES, they released Mitsume Katoru in Japan. Those of y'all who are interested in that, I'm not familiar with that title. Um, I haven't seen anything yet. 97, Clock Tower, the first fear released in Japan. Not familiar with that game. Buddy but played Clock it? Tower back in the day. Day. I think I know which one that is. Kind of a Silent Hillish kind of game. Okay. So I, th- I, th- I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now this is a game that I am familiar with. On PlayStation, they released Street Fighter EX Plus Alpha in Japan. Who's not familiar with Spider Man? I never played it. I'm about to say, yeah, stop the cat, man. <laughs> God, dog. <laughs> oh. This one pulls up my heartstrings a little bit. Uh, I'm not really a fan of, of this series uh, of it, but PlayStation released in 2002 Gundam Battle Assault 2. Not really in my style at that time, uh, but that's not one of the series that I favor, but still, nonetheless, if you were into Gundam at that time, we're, done, we're uh, deep and dive, uh, diving deep into them. I do believe I did import this from Japan uh, back then. So, wow. hey, there's that perspective. Yeah, it's one of those things. I I was begging my mom like, because uh, I I mean I was playing games, I was playing computer games, so I had full access to the internet and everything. Right. right um, right. but it's like a lot of the Budokai games and everything. I got them early on PlayStation, uh, when they released in Japan, and I would just figure it out. Like, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh, Good on you, brother. You know, Ooh, so it's tough. Uh, they're fine. Most of most of them were fighters, so it was like it was one of those things that was easy. Uh, not necessarily understand, but figure out after you hit enough buttons. It's all where they took you. Um, <laughs> in 2003, the Game Boy Advance released Boktai, The Sun is in Your Hands in Japan. I'm not familiar with that, but I am familiar oh. with this one. PlayStation 2 released Mega Man 17 in Japan, or X7, if you want to call it that. Uh, PlayStation 2 also released Silent Line Armored Core. Hmm. Um, Armored Core series. 
Is it good? Good mech series. Okay. If that's what it oh, is. No, our, I, that's what I was trying to see. I am armor core is actually one of my, yeah, goes down as a great series for me. I always love, I want them to make a current gen armor mm -hmm. core game. Oh, of course. Like, Absolutely. You know, you know, that was like my Gundam without it being Gundam. You know what I right. mean? Cause it was slightly right. more realistic. Um, yep. or whatever the case might be and it just offers so many variants uh, and so many variables in those games i love them uh but then on xbox uh-oh a classic star Here wars the knights of the old republic a game I, that i look, still haven't had a chance to play look oh my god I, okay i'm a number two uh number two is better than number one for me uh in this series okay. but knights of the old republic man one of the greatest rpgs ever made that both of them together just some of the best rpgs ever oh my god what a great get right. for xbox man can't wait till they do the hopefully yeah, the remake's wait. real hopefully uh, the remake's real so uh, it looks get like a chance. it is man I'm, I'm, yeah I'm you'll get a chance to play it. then yeah looking it's gonna be awesome um psp released in 2007 tales of the world radiant mythology not familiar with that title but i, I am familiar with this next title oh yeah and it's a classic one of oh, my yeah. favorite Ghost Recon games. Yep. On PC, they released Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter 2. Yep. Man, talk about an era of third-person shooters. Bring it back Ooh. to that, UB. Man, God. those Tom Clancy Ubi. games were, were class. Those were, those were the greats. Uh, those, yep. those definitely, they everything was immaculate at that time. They need to bring that back. Yes, uh, they do. 2008. Dragon Quest V, Hand of the Heavenly Bride, released in Japan. Not I did familiar not import, with that. So I never played that one. So. Uh, PSP released Gundam Battle Universe. I am in familiar Japan. with Gundam Battle, uh, but that released in Japan. I did not. Yeah, I did not import that. I was not on PS. I was on PSP, but I wasn't playing that at the time. Uh, 2012, 3DS released Huwins, Huwins, Heroes. <laughs> Heroes <laughs> of You can pronounce ruins. all these Japanese names, but then you get the heroes and you come up with Huans. Hey, I saw the heroes the and I saw of ruin. ruin. Yeah, the yeah, Huans of Ruin. I know you were combining <laughs> the two words together. I do that a lot too. So um, funny. Heroes of Ruin released on the 3DS. I'm not familiar with that game, but that's what's Huans for short, everyone. Huans. Uh PlayStation 3 released Resident Evil The Umbrella Chronicles. Uh Oof. I don't not, know. Not very good at yeah, all. Yeah, I don't I don't remember <laughs> no. that. That being that great, not very uh, good at all. No, the fact that no. I can't remember it all doesn't. The forgotten much. times of Resident Evil. That's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's call let's call it that. In fact, I can't remember it. Speaks volumes. Um, all right, 2014 PlayStation 3 release. Altai Lair, Shali, yes. Alchemist of the Dusk Sea in Japan. Good, very good. That Check series. That That's what's up. That series man. is good. That series is good. Uh, then on PlayStation Vita. For those Vita fans out there, Orushika Tainted Bloodlines they released in Japan. Check that out if y'all are interested in that. Uh, then in 2018, there's quite a few things in here that sound familiar. PlayStation 4, Adventure Time, Pirates of the Echid... What? Echidridion. In <laughs> Adventure Time. That was actually fun. I, I'm, I'm not even an Adventure I like Adventure Time, time but Adventure Time I, I was, I was too. I never got into Adventure Time. It's just one of those ones that I got Enchiridion. But it's Sorry. good. It's good. The Pirates of the Inchiridion. If I'm, I'm, I'm believe that I'm saying yeah. that correctly now. But it was a good game. I actually, wrong. I've actually popped in that game, played around with it for a while. So that was that's, a good game. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, uh, 2018 PlayStation 4 also released Hungry Shark World. Not familiar with that. But Nintendo Hungry Switch Shark. released Sonic Sonic Mania Plus. Hmm. Uh, the yep. Sonic Sonic Mania was all right. Sonic Mania was, it was all, all right. right. It was all right. Uh, PlayStation all right. 4 released. Sohu Genso Wanderer Reloaded. 
Not familiar with that title, nope. but for those nope. of you got who are nothing on that one. But then in 2020, a game that is getting a director's cut here coming up on PlayStation 4 that got Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, I can't wait to play it. Definitely a game that I'm uh, probably jump into uh, whenever I end up getting my PS. Can't wait to play it on my Steam Deck. That that there you go. <laughs> uh, and then on Nintendo Switch, they released Paper Mario: The Origami King. I like the Paper Mario series, man. Uh, I I enjoyed it back in the day. Uh, I like the I like the fact that they're kind of keeping it going. I don't know how well the games are these days, but with that being said, this is your this day in gaming segment brought to you by Game Facts. Shout out to y'all. Make me feel they keep it uh, live, raw, and uncut because I don't have time to uh, put all that stuff together. But with that being said, Pong, this is the Living Split Screen episode. Episode 16 is in the bag, man. What's going on, man? How you feeling about this episode? Let the people know where they can find you. And uh, again, man, just shout out some people in the chat if you want. Uh, talk to them, man. How you feeling? My Saturday is back to normal. After last week, man, I feel good. Episode 16 in the books, brother, like you just said. Uh, we can close this one, wrap it up, man. Again, appreciate all the love. Uh, we got 55 likes on this one. That's one of our highest totals uh, ever, which appreciate. means we are, you know what? You always have that, you know, for people out there, you know, again, you always have that that itch in the back of your head. Uh, and I know for Steel, it's the same way. If, you, if you're not going to do a show, you kind of feel like, man, we're letting people down. Yeah. Thank you all for coming back out. We love you guys. Uh, we love every single one of you that shows up each and every week. And to the new people that keep coming, popping up every once in a while, man, thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Again, Steel and I started this just like the passion for video games. We started this as a passion thing. Uh, and that's what it will always continue to be. Uh, and again, much respect and love for everybody who sees that in us. And we want to continue to grow this community. Shout out to Wandering Dutch and Midweek uh, Mix-Up Collective for recognizing what Steele and I are doing here. Yes. This is important to us. It's fun for us. It's all about that. But again, we tackle topics outside of the norm news. We tackle topics that we, again, have a passion for. And as Steele said, if you guys do have other topics you want us to talk about or touch on, please hit us up uh, and we will try to do so. We'd love to start doing that more and more as we grow this community uh, because that's what this is about. Not every topic's going to be for everyone, just like not every game's for everyone. But at the end of the day, if we can all have a good discussion, if you can listen to me and Steel talk about something and learn something from it, hey, man, that's what we're here for. Even if it's only just a few of you, that's what we're here for. But again, we just love doing this each and every week. And so thank you all for being here. Uh, this is huge for us and, and where we want to go with this. Again, the sky's the limit. Three billion people to reach. Man, we're gonna need a lot of translators, Steel. That's we're fine. Need I don't a lot care. Of <laughs> uh, hopefully, look, man, because the important thing about that is if we have enough people to support what we do, man. Yep. Like me and Pong could put invest more into this. If y'all already enjoy what we're bringing to you now, as far as like the overall quality, as far as um everything that's being brought brought to you as is, um, wait until we're able to invest more 
into what we have going on. Things are just going to only skyrocket from there, and I don't have no problem paying for a translator, Pong. I tell you what, uh, <laughs> right, it's, exactly. it's one of those things where I want to yep. be able to talk to the people. I want to yep. be able to talk to uh, the masses because I feel like representation is important. Me being a light-skinned dude myself, uh, as a black man myself, uh, there was something that was extremely important to me as I was coming up, watching everybody else again. I just recently started coming into the community about uh, what now is almost nine months, I guess, I would say, uh, because I always thought that you had to be of a certain kind or be a certain way if you wanted to be involved in it. Uh, I never thought to get online with people who had similar interests, and I never had people around me that were like, hey, man, let's start a community or get into a community, whatever the case. Um, and now being around people that have that motivation or have a like mind like me uh, it's been nothing but motivation again i am confident in who i am as a gamer and that will never go away uh and i feel like that's something that's important because pong is the same exact way uh i didn't i didn't go uh you know in a corner i didn't hit up pong and and say yo man i i i i just really need to do something with you man no like this <laughs> no i did that to you <laughs> not, not, but not even but it wasn't no, even I, that it was one of those things I know, where I know what we've had back and forth or whatever and there yeah. was an organic nature and, and again yeah. uh we've been we've been able to put something together that a lot of people apparently love again the passion the energy the organic nature it is undeniable uh really i just like your name steel Hey, that could be what it was. It could be. I, I was mean, like, you know what? Look, that guy's got a cool name. I want to do a show with they, him. That's what it look, was. my name must be so great because Fallout 76, a game you just recently right. played, made they a whole it. expansion for they me. stole it. That I'm not going to play. Fallout, check out I'm Fallout 76 Steel Rain, uh, by the way. Uh, I'm going to go copyright my name. That's, that's my next step. Uh, <laughs> I, need, I, need, I need some Bethesda money, by the way. <laughs> No, but you know what? You know what? Still, you're you're spot on, and that's what we're going to continue to do here. As you guys can tell, uh, we are real. Uh, this is how we are in real life as well. Um, so again, no acting here. This is just me and Steel uh, shooting the shit each and every single week, and that's why we did this, and that's why we continue to do it this way. And we're never going to stop. We, we just aren't. This is who we're going to be. Won't stop. Uh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. Master clowns. It's Tim. You know, it's Timmy. Is there still here, Maddie. Uh, Maddie Barnes is still here. Lemon's still here. Six Slayer, uh, you know, Mr. Kima all is people here. We love. Yeah. Oh man, all these guys. Stubbs is still in the chat. Uh, thank you all, everybody who is still here. We love you all. Again, even if you listen in the background while you're doing your daily chores, like uh, Boomstick does, man, that, that's what it's about. That's all it's about. I do that all the time with shows. So again, thank you all for being here. Otherwise. Great episode 16. Can't wait to do it next week. Episode 17 coming up, living split screen next weekend. Uh, but uh, Pong Soul everywhere. You guys know the drill by now. I say it all the time, uh, but this is the easiest way to do this because I've got so much to say. So Xbox and Twitter, follow me. I'll follow you back. Again, shout this pod podcast out. Share it. Tell your friends, tell family, tell whoever it is, wake people up and say living split screen is coming on. Get over there. These guys yeah. are awesome. If you appreciate what we're doing here, it helps immensely. We've seen continuous growth. Again, Steele and I 
you know, again, we're not here for the numbers, but we're here for the people. And the more people we get in here, the more people that we could talk to, the more community that we can build. That's what it's about here uh, for me and Steel. So I appreciate you all doing your your part in that as well as being here each and every week. Um, otherwise, uh, tonight, the Shot Podcast with PTK Blam, Centurion, Fuzzy Belvedere, Maybe Stigarilla. I don't know for sure, but you know who is going to be there? That's right, Steel Rain. We, we, we got the full living split screen going on tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central Time. Cannot wait. This is the start of our grand tour. Things have not been announced. Steel alluded to things that have not been announced coming up this week. Uh, so be on the lookout for us. Keep your eyes and ears peeled. Uh, Tuesday, for sure, I will be on the Xbox Factor podcast with Mr. Boomstick, Zemi Games, uh, and of course, a three-bit work depending. Uh, my brother from another, Mav, has been filling in greatly each week, so who knows who's going to be there, but I will be there. Zemi will be there. Uh, Boomstick will be there. Huh? Yeah, you <laughs> might, might be there. Be there. Yeah, you might be there, Steel. <laughs> Why not? Let's do it. We'll uh, so that's Xbox Factor Podcast, 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 o'clock Central Time. Uh, and then, of course, Friday, two-tab Friday. Hopefully this week all things go well with K-Mega and his family. You know, Again, shout-out to K-Mega. Hope everything nice. gets better, brother, and we want to see you back but obviously again real life first man hope everything goes well i'm i'm sending healing energy uh your way uh for sure but uh hopefully next friday will be two tab friday for sure uh with grg xbox ultimate of course uh is where i will be with fun speculation aka mav uh his his amazing wife caitlin and the rest of the magnificent seven uh we are coming up on our year anniversary uh show over there for mav uh it won't be this week but uh coming up shortly so keep your eyes open for that and then of course i'll be back here again uh next saturday with with my brother steel and we're doing know. this episode 17 giving you all of the love all the respect all the passion we can for this industry and that's what we're going to continue to do so watch out for us again now that we're part of the midweek mix-up uh collective who knows where we're going to go who knows where we're going to show up who knows what we're going to we're going to create. So uh, keep a lookout for that again. Shout out to wandering Dutch and everybody over there, but again, love you all have a great weekend. Play what you love, love what you play. And we will be talking to you all obviously real soon tonight, 9 PM Eastern. That is a fact. The shop podcast. <laughs> that is a fact. Um, by the way, uh, just a PSA for those who are listening and tuned in um, and those who are going to listen afterwards. I unfortunately forgot to record the show, um, actually like record it to my PC so that I can upload it immediately afterwards. Um, so this episode by latest will be uploaded by tomorrow. Um, again, I have to wait for YouTube to intake all the information uh, and then process it so that I can then download it and uh, upload it to our audio platforms. So unfortunately, that's my B on that one. Um, doing multiple things. Uh, the show acted like it didn't want to start in the beginning. So I was trying to get make sure everything was going. Uh, that's why we started a little behind. But other than that, it worked out. Everything was perfect. Steal your rusty. Uh, it is one, what it one is. One week off. Look at this. It, it, <laughs> Falling it, apart. It is, it is what it is. I'm, <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. I, I'm you not, not much, worried about it. But you know I how want, much I appreciate you. Bro. Oh, yeah. I, I just <laughs> want people to know uh, yeah. because I said it earlier that it would be uploaded same day. Um, and again, that is something that I am highly considering, uh, not considering that I am actively doing. Um, I just noticed I didn't hit the start record button also on my side, uh, but is what it is, man. You will also get this audio. Uh, if not by tonight, uh, you'll have it by tomorrow morning for those who listen on the audio platforms. With that said, 
I am I, Steel Rain I, otherwise known as just Steel, man, or Rain, depending on what you want to call me. I'd rather you call me Steel, but you can find me everywhere where you can type in a search bar. I, Steel Rain I, the T is a seven. Come holler at me, man. I'm in the DMs. Let's talk. Let's have a conversation. Let's play some games. Um, I'm a multiplayer dude, man. But right now, I'm caught up in BDO. So uh, y'all can hit me up on there. I can chat. I can do whatever I want when I'm playing BDO. That's what makes it so great. But anyway, uh, with that being said, much love to everybody that was tuned in to here. Again, being part of the midweek collective is nothing but a great thing uh they're allowing us to continue to be us that's something that is extremely important to us uh because that's never going to go away um and i will never sell our soul uh to a devil that uh doesn't <laughs> accept our offer first <laughs> no devil but, here no devil uh, here but anyway not about that <laughs> uh but anyway just to just to be funny but anyway needless to be say uh much love to everybody here. Excellent show coming back. Uh, again, living split screen, 9 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. UK time. We keep it live, raw, and uncut, non-consular-centric platform that values the representation of gaming and gives you that energy that you need to get into your weekend. That authentic, organic nature that only Pong Soul and myself can bring. That being said, much love to everybody, and uh, y'all stay easy, man. Later. <laughs>